0: Log Talk Radio.
1: my phone, you don't want to come out, but you don't want to be alone, it don't take but two, to have a little
0: soiree,
1: if you're in the mood, sit tight right where you are babe, cause I'll be at your door in ten minutes, whatever you got on girl, stay in it, you ain't gotta leave the house to have a good time, I'm gonna bring the good time home to you,
0: we'll have a house!
1: Whatever you got on, baby, stay in it. You ain't
2: got to leave the house to have a
1: good time. I'm going to bring the good time home to you.
2: We'll have a house party. We don't need nobody. Turn your TV off. Break that book.
1: No more. when... I stay ting, I'm darkly packed. I know this, so I point at you, tip and he stay black as black. Mirror, mirror on the wall, shovel chestnuts in my path. We keep on us so I don't get an aftermath. But if I do, I calmly punch them in the fourth day of July. Cause they try to mess with third degree, that's me, myself, and I. just me, myself, and I. back. Or do you have the answers? Um.
3: for the delay folks it's uh six thirteen, so we are a little bit behind schedule but we got a big time uh lineup packed in tonight at six thirty. we got storm johnson former ucf running back he started his career there at the university of miami transferred over to sid's before found his home and we will say that the bounce out there and did a great college career uh to watch someone who went on to the nfl and uh, of course did big things now when we uh, keep going through the lineup here at seven thirty we got Shay Baldwin. She's O C A soccer player at Oceanside Collegiate Academy in Mount Pleasant. She's a football trainer assistant. She's done that for about three years. She's currently playing track and field and soccer. They had soccer uh, ladies, as you remember from Monday night. They had a big game on Tuesday night. They closed out that region championship. They'll be going to the playoffs. And oh by the way, she suited up for a game for a game mm-hmm. of football. Not only was she a trainer, but she suited up for a game on the JV squad uh, at Calden County, drilled a, about a 30-yard field goal at the end of the game as a, as kind of a walk-off. It was pretty exciting to see. Um, and, and it was just a big moment in the low country. It was you know, covered by all the news. There are lots of videos out there. She's been named uh, with the top student at Oceanside Collegiate Academy last year. So congrats to her on that. She just uh, actually – Passed that crowd along uh, within the last couple of weeks, so we can talk to her about that. At 8 o'clock, staying in the Mount Pleasant area, we will head over to Wando High School and talk to a B- Wando baseball player and current Clemson commit, Reed Garris. He's also got a younger brother on the team, but Reed Garris is throwing the heat off the mound, and he'll be throwing for Clemson next year. Uh, 8.30. Uh, this is going to be an interesting uh, topic and in conversation. We have a young lady, uh, Priscilla. Uh, Mooloff, she is a rugby, ladies rugby player. Now, she attends school, Porter Gowd, uh, but she plays for the Wando Club. So, we'll figure out how all that works with two different schools and two different leagues and things like that, you know, coming up at, at 830. So, she's going to help close us out by uh, kind of closing our minds with some of this stuff and open us up to, you know, the opportunity for, for this sport. I mean, perhaps, you know, Porter Gowd doesn't have a rugby team, I'm not even sure if it's um, a South Carolina High School thing or if it's a club sport, but we'll find all that out, you know, at 830 when Miss um, Priscilla rolls right in. Uh, this is Eugene Benton. We have Richie he will be joining us very soon. He's winding down some, winding up and winding down some things. He's been uh, under the weather for the past couple of days and has uh, been trying to catch up on, on the day job, so to speak, but he'll be joining us here shortly. As soon as he finishes uh, dotting the I's and crossing the T's there at the office, He's going to be uh, over here in the studio loaded up and ready to go. Um, but it's going to be a fun night. Again, starting off at uh, 630, I did forget to say, we have Kellen Billadoo joining us from live 5 News. Uh, Kevin just got out on the horn and said, hey, guys, I'm coming. He does have a free moment. We're going to talk some local sports. Of course, we have baseball, pre- uh, regular season winding down, getting ready for those playoffs. Uh, you know, we, we have uh, the men's and women's soccer. We have some track. We have some other things. You know, we have the Citadel. We have College of Charleston locally uh, playing some baseball as well. So we'll be uh, doing li- uh, we'll be doing big things tonight. We'll be lining up, and we'll be getting the show kicked off with Kevin at six thirty. As for right now, we'll head to a quick break. Uh, you got the program. We got the preview. We're waiting on the boss. He'll be on the way soon. Until then, we'll give you a little bit of music.
4: on your legs. Come on. Burn away all carbon beans, knock your legs off. Talk away from me. Had to stand off. And i in the spot. Knock your dreads off. My words just call the body. I didn't name them random all. Thugging in my report. Ride with a shot. I heard he shot. Jerk make them beat the rock. G-Man, that's hot. Hold on, roll this bottle. Pillar car. I don't mind. Jerk make them beat the In Miami with my mom's. Let's see how the feet are I walk in the party I'm on my big boat It's ready to get it started I got no shit Go hit to plug Ride around with fuck Call me 24 Can't go up hundred hug the most Got a little dirty dirty I get the groove on Every time I see them forward I got down an emerald Thinking that's something you need to know I'm smooth and cold No matter if i fold. Get a jazz on with a big pain roll She paying my songs I gotta take it in off the stone I'm trying to get it on She swimming all over my feet of wrong Two rides right don't make her wrong It just go on and on i Oh kick it, it's like Jack's pants till they got my kick song I aim, I hit my target I'm up this bitch so regardless Run away I'll carving bean knock your lens offing away from me How to stand off in a minute spot Knock your dreams off my wife's called a body. I didn't have no random mouse. stuff. Thugging in my report. Ride with a G-Shock. I heard he shot. Jerk will make a beatbox. G-Man, I thought. turn. don't want this bottle. Pepper coffee. I don't mind. Jerk will make beatbox.
2: Sports Central, your source for all things sports, with your host, Richie Altman, Richie Altman, and Eugene Benton taking your call at
0: 323-784-9681.
2: Now, let's join Richie in the studio.
3: We're back at six twenty one, uh, just checking in and checking behind the scenes, just trying to get everything rolling and the uh, big chair ready. But uh, again, uh, just about eight minutes, we have Coach Storm Johnson calling in. Uh, just to recap earlier, like I said, you know, uh, Storm, he started out I, when I saw his message come through, and he was like, "Hey guys, I own one of those prep schools, and I'm a coach as well in the city of Georgia." You know, I kind of was like, "Hey, I know this name from somewhere." I was talking to a UCF grad earlier, and it's like, "Wow." You know, Storm Johnson, I said, yeah, you know, I just remember when he w- he got to Central Florida. He's kind of this running back out of Georgia who did, you know, some big-time things. He signed with the University of Miami. He kind of had that, that kind of uh, toughness attitude that could squirt out. It, you know, he's kind of big behind his shoulders and, and right behind his pads and beer the dude. So when he reached out, I messaged it back. I was like, you yeah, know, D Storm Johnson. Anyway, and he was like, yeah, so we've been talking a little bit now he runs this interesting school and we're going to let him talk about it because well i i'm not sure i understand everything i know there's a big summer camp that's coming up with it uh where athletes and, and just regular kids just come in and spend the summer you know there on campus and do some things from camping to educational things um of course he does have the prep school which is the post year uh post grad prep get those guys uh, you know ready for the uh season um, so, you know, we'll be definitely interested to learn about, you know, what goes on there. We have talked to some other prep schools in, in the area, um, and so, or actually in the state of Georgia and South Carolina, of course. So, you know, we're going to kind of dig into that and say, you know, if, if you're a guy that's interested in, you know, maybe you don't have the right score, maybe you don't have the right, you know, SAT, ACT, GPA, whatever that core thing is that you know you need to get over that hump, or if there's a guy that doesn't have that. Uh, let's just say, enough interest. You know, there's oftentimes uh, that one year that post-grad prep school kind of gets you that, you know, little another year of maturity, another year of playing time. It doesn't cost your eligibility. You know, maybe that's a good route for you. We saw some other guys go off the radar this week for that route. And and it's a great opportunity for guys. And, you know, I really wish uh, a lot of athletes would look into that because it does not hurt your eligibility. You still have a year. You still have all four years to compete. If you hurt, you still have a racer opportunity. You know, so you're not really losing anything. What you're gaining is that kind of first year out of the house. Uh, you have a chance to improve your GPA, to improve your ACT SAT score, and for a lot of times, you know, if you don't go Division One, let's say you go Division One AA, which is now Division One SDS. If you go Division Two, it can mean a ton of money for you, scholarship wise. Um, I've seen and heard about all these packages that are just put together for these athletes for, you know, you wouldn't believe it. I mean, some of the most unusual circumstances I could imagine. Uh, I know of an athlete that got a scholarship for being left-handed. So the opportunity is there and the advantage is really, um, you have to be willing to go a kind of non-traditional route. And so, you know, they have, housing, they have dorms, you know, the, the cafeteria, things like that. And so um, we'll let him come in and talk about, you know, the facilities so he can give us the, you know, the A1A on, on what's going on there at uh, Georgia Storm Prep Academy. But, you know, it, it, again, it's it just, you got to think outside the box. And if you look at the state of South Carolina, they're popping up everywhere. I think, you know, when Rich and I were talking to some of the coaches before, it has a lot to do with this whole transfer portal thing. The Division One coaches are looking for guys who have been out of the house, kind of out of the, you know, away from mom, dad for that year, whatever, grandma, kind of been on their own and, and shown that sign of maturity that they could handle it, they could handle the workload, they could handle the weightlifting, they could go to class, that they would make it without someone having to, you know, go in there and wake them up every day, tell them it's time to go, you know, uh, driving them to somewhere And that was one of the things that transfer portal kind of exposed. And that was uh, college coaches were saying, you know, we want the older guys. Give me a guy that's already been in a system and knows what we expect. If it didn't work at another school, maybe, you know, a change of environment would be good. We've all done that from time to time. We started jobs at one place and ended up somewhere else. Why? Sometimes it's a raise. Sometimes better opportunities. Sometimes it's a chance to grow or just a different set of dirt to plant your roots in. So, that's kind of what it, what these guys were talking about. They they fed off that model of being able to supply to colleges um, and promote these athletes who are a year older, who have been in the system, at least in a system outside of the high school. Kind of, you know, not saying that they're coddled, but um, – in the sense that you know a lot of a lot of the schools when they're kind of deciding between a bunch of guys If they're not that four or five star or that high three star kind of can't miss guy um, worth taking a shot on then It should be something I think athletes should consider. They should at least have that conversation Maybe go check out a school see if it's a good fit see if the coaching staff there ask who their connections are look at who their connections are Um, at the next level and see, you know, I mean, because you you certainly don't want to go somewhere in this to, you know, we're going to get you recruited and then those guys unfortunately don't know any coaches at the next level or not enough. You want someone uh, who's either a head coach or on that staff that has, you know, a ton of connections because one school or or, or another may not fit for you. Some may. So you'll have to figure that out along the way. But again, I just encourage you to at least take a look look at the education they offer, make sure the classes are NCAA certified. That's a big deal. If they're not, they don't count. You'll be left at the door and won't be able to get in. So that's it. Uh, we get 629. So we get about a minute coming up uh, when Coach Jordan Johnson will join us here shortly from the state of Georgia. He's right outside of Athens. Uh, but we're going to go to break and we'll bring him in in style. So stay tuned, folks. We'll be right back.
1: And think of the summers of the past Adjust the bass and let the alpine blast Pop in my CD and let me run around And put your car on cruise and lay back Cause this is summertime She turned around to see what you've at. It's like the summer's a natural aphrodisiac, and with a penny pad, I composed this rhyme to hit you, and to get you equipped for the summertime. Court yet. Hustle to the mall to get me a short set Yeah, I got on sneak, but I need a new pair Cause basketball courts in the summer got girls there The temperature's about 88 Hop in the water plug, just for old time's sake Break to your crib, change your clothes once more Cause you're invited to a barbecue to start with four Sitting with your friends, you shawl reminisce About the days growing up and the first person you kiss And as I think back, makes me wonder how the smell from a grill can spark off nostalgia all the kids playing out front, little boys messing around with the girls playing double dutch. While the DJ spinning a tune as the old folks dance at your family reunion. Then six, the clock rolls around. You just finished wiping your car down. It's time to cruise, so you go through the summertime, hang out, it looks like a car show. Everybody come looking real fine, fresh from the barbershop, shop blast the beauty salon.
5: thinking of playing (laughs) admit it this season was a total wash you're wasting your time you should have canceled with us when you had the chance
6: we have to try
5: (laughs) oh yeah even if you make it all the way through it won't be a real championship it'll be the biggest asterisk the sports ever you're not even going to
7: be in the championship game so i don't even know why you care
5: i can't talk to you when you're like this good luck great it's nebraska need to chill out. Too late to call a shotgun?
6: I think it might be best if I go alone.
5: We have Trevor Lawrence and the best team in the nation. Uh,
6: Joe Burrow is still picking bits of Clemson out of his cleats today. And Alabama
5: is still reeling a year later after the worst loss in Nick Saban's coaching career. Well, the entire ACC Coastal
6: Division, uh, still sucks. You need us
5: and we need you.
3: Get in.
6: Ready?
0: Ready. Oh wait. Where
3: are y'all headed? To a blowout playoff semifinal loss. You in?
5: We're headed to the 2020
8: football season.
3: I'm in. No matter what happens, we do this together.
2: Together.
9: Well, I have to ask Texas first, but assuming that goes well.
2: Now, for the utmost reports on sports of all sorts, let's join Richie Altman and Eugene Benton on Southern Sports Central.
3: All right, folks, it's 6.30, so we are back on the horn with uh, Eugene Ben. We're waiting on Ricky to join us. Uh, it looks like we got Kevin Billadeau on the line. What's up, big man? Somebody, how you guys doing? Oh, we're doing well. Uh, I tell you, we finally got Richie off the off his back, so to speak. Dude's been knocked down sick for about four days. He finally got back up on his feet today, and he had to go punch the 9-5 to five, uh, to catch back up. He's uh, finishing up some paperwork. Should be joining us in just a second. It sounds like you're uh, out and about somewhere. uh sounds like on some type of field of competition today.
10: It's true, you know. It's it's the springtime, and this is one of our busiest times of the year because we've got, you know, baseball, softball, boys and girls soccer, and and really this year we're we're really stepping up our coverage of boys and girls lacrosse. And I'm over in Mount Pleasant right now, where we've got the second round of the five A playoffs going on, and the Wando girls are leading Carolina Forest sixteen to three, with about eleven minutes to go in the game.
3: Oh wow. Uh,
10: Are they playing that at the uh, Wando's uh, Taj Mahal Stadium over there? Yes, Bob Hayes Field. This is (laughs) an incredible, incredible setup they have over here. And if if you haven't seen it, I highly recommend you guys come over.
3: Yeah, I actually went to a GB game um, where Lucy Beckham was playing James Island there last year. Went up to the box to see some coaches from James Island and, you know, kind of looked around and was just like, you know, pretty much everything was plug and play. Uh, the field turf is amazing. Uh, you know, the bleachers are comfortable. You got good seats. You got good views from the coaches' boxes. Uh, it's everything you really want for high school football. I mean, honestly, I've been to Division two schools that didn't have a stadium that size.
10: No, you're absolutely right. And, you know, not just for football, but, you know, like I said, the fact that they get to do soccer and, and lacrosse here as well and really make it a multi-purpose stadium. And the fact that Beckham is going to share this field with Wando over the course of the next coming years, uh, it, it, it was a really good investment for, for the town of Mount Pleasant.
3: Yeah, I agree. And also, you know, uh, earlier this year uh, I was on the sideline for the Oceanside um, North Charleston game at that brand-new facility out in North Charleston. Boy, I tell you, you know, it didn't seem like the county. I know these teams have to share stadiums, but when they build something, it seems like they fair spare no expense and give the athletes, you know, uh, the best facility and field to compete on it for sure.
10: Yeah, that that facility off of 526, that is a great setup as well. Uh, built a lot in the same vein as this one. And, uh, you know, like we said, Stahl, North Charleston, Military Magnet, Academic Magnet, they share that one. And I like that setup also because, you know, I I think at first the plan was, you know, especially for football, you know, teams were going to, Teams were upset that they weren't going to be able to play all their home games there. So they, they started to, to go to other fields to play on Friday nights. And then they realized they could play Thursday nights or Saturdays as well. And, you know, especially those Thursday nights, those are great for us. It gives us a, a chance to kind of showcase the games a little bit more. So I, I really liked how that setup worked as well.
3: Yeah, I agree. Those Thursday night games are kind of neat. You're kind of, you do get the media attention because you guys are covering that being a varsity squad for the game of football and then on Friday, if you're a coach, you might have a chance to go see somebody else play like a future opponent or you kind of get a Friday night off. It's kind of cool. Maybe you can take the lady friend out to dinner or something like that, kind of rest up, maybe uh, get ready for the Saturday football. But um, so this time of year is really busy. Uh, we've talked to Dave Shelton several times about the baseball in the low country, and there are a lot of top-end teams in the low country. Yeah. So we've got James Allen's reeling and 4A ball. I mean, they they are the team to beat. You know, a lot of teams are going to have to come to them. Pinewood Prep and Skeezer. Somerville in, in the 5A. You know, Wando's had a kind of up and down season, just some inconsistencies, but they have a loaded squad as well. In the 3A division, yeah. you know, Oceanside has been pretty good, but definitely Bishop England. They have a dominant pitcher that every time he takes the mound, we hear there's about 30 scouts with a radar gun out
0: there.
10: Yeah, Daniel Brooks, he's a, he's a College of Charleston commit. He's uh, he's already signed a College of Charleston, actually, but I'm sure that's going to be dependent on uh, how soon his name comes up in that in that baseball draft coming up in June. So that's going to be uh, interesting to see what he does. Uh, probably the, the best game I've seen this entire year was uh, Bishop England visiting Somerville. And, you know, that's, that's not a match if we get to see a lot in any sport, those two schools going against each other. So I went up there for that, and and Brooks was pitching a midweek game against Somerville, and he had a great game. I want to say he had about twelve strikeouts in that game. But uh, the kid for Somerville uh, matched him pitch for pitch. He had, he actually ended up throwing a no hitter, and Somerville won that game one to nothing. That was it's one of the best high school baseball games I've ever seen, and, and definitely the game of the year so far this year.
3: Yeah, it's kind of interesting because. You know, with the with the aluminum bats and, and the different things in high school, obviously not everybody's throwing 95, 96, like some of the power fives in college or, or things like that. But we have seen a bunch of those one 0s I mean if you remember uh, a couple of weeks ago Kane Bay showed out Somerville one nothing. Oceanside just yeah. won the Hannahan one one nothing. And then of course like you said, Somerville beat Bishop England one nothing. It's kinda of surprising to me to see some of the low scores. Uh, you know, do, do you kind of have a pulse on that? Do you, do you have something that you think, you know, maybe it's because of this or that? Or, or what do you think? Do you think the pitching is that dominant here in the low country?
10: Yeah, I mean, I think a lot of times if you just get a pitcher who, who you get him on the right day and, and he's just not going to give up anything big. And, you know, it's it's, it's tougher at the high school level to, to depend on the fielder as much because, you know, not everyone's as slick as they normally are. But, you know, if your fielders are, are going right – you know, on a, on a certain day and you can depend on them and that works out well. And that, that keeps those scores down. Let's talk about the the, uh, sport you're at there. Um,
3: You know, when you talk about lacrosse, you talk about Wando, that has to be one of the first schools that comes to mind here in the low country. Um, You know, Bishop England has a good team. Oceanside's won a couple of state championships now. I, you know, are there any other, uh, other schools
10: in the area kind of creeping into that conversation? Well, yeah, the, the one that's coming up now is, is the new school, Lucy Beckham. Uh, we mentioned they're going to be sharing this field with Wondo. Uh, I was actually over at their, their campus yesterday uh, for their girls' game. They're playing at the 4A level this year. And, uh, they you know, I think their girls are, are the number two seed in the tournament, and uh, their boys are also in the tournament as well. So for a school that young to, to really be making their, their mark at this sport already, it's really impressive
3: yeah they also had a good season I think in basketball that showed a lot of promise obviously everyone knows yeah. who their coach is He's actually the you know a wando guy with the state championship ring. he comes from a post, uh coaching pedigree but um so so outside you know we have the, the we have three schools basically in the Mount Pleasant area, and of course you know we mentioned Bishop England. I think the girls uh at least had uh, a re- pretty respectable team over there at academic magnet um is, is that yeah. kind of the locus of of the power over here, though, is kind of in that Mount Pleasant area for for the lacrosse boys
10: and girls? Yeah, it really goes from Wando up to B.E., and then, like you said, Magnet a little bit as well. Uh, B.E. actually beat Magnet in the first round of the playoffs last night on the boys' side. Uh, For the girls' side, uh, Bishop England, they're just dominant. You know, I I got to their game last night, their first-round matchup for the playoffs, and I got there, the game had already started. It was three minutes in and B E was already up five to nothing. And I, I set up my tripod. I got my camera off and I got four more goals in the next five minutes of gameplay. And after that, they just, they pretty much stopped shooting the rest of the half. You know, they would, they would run their plays and the girls would pass right in front of the goal. And instead of shooting, they would just pull back out and set up their offense again. So, you know, they're, they're undefeated (laughs) on the season. They, they put up a really good, good year so far. And, I think they won that game eighteen nothing last night over St. Joseph. So they're they're in a really good oh, spot wow. to make a run for a title this year.
3: Yeah, and uh, for James Island, you know, from what I've heard, now I know I've seen the girls play in soccer, uh, and they actually put a good whooping on the girls team over at Oceanside. Uh, from my understanding, is the girls team at James Island still reeling? Now, we know soccer is big time in the low country. We've got a lot of great programs, men's and women's team. Uh, What are you seeing as we wind down? I know Oceanside locked up uh, the region championship last night on the road at Battery Creek. Um, You know, and and there's some great soccer, especially in that 3A bracket, that region eight. But, you know, overall, you know, Wando has a ton of state titles. Um, talk to us a little bit about soccer around the low country and some teams that you think is going to make that, uh, at least have on paper that chance to make that state run.
10: Yeah, well, when you're talking about soccer, and whether it's boys or girls, you know, for the big schools, you start here at Wanda. They've, they've put together a great pedigree uh, for, for both the boys and the girls over the last few years, and they're a team I definitely expect to make another run this year. Uh, you talk about that 3A level. And for low country schools, that's so impressive because we've got, like you mentioned, Oceanside. They've really turned it on the last couple of years. Bishop England has been a national powerhouse over the course of my time here. Uh, Academic Magnet, especially on the girls' side, they've really put together some great teams over the last few years. And if you think about it, the way the playoffs are set up this year, only two teams per region are going to go. So one of those schools is going to get left out. So, you know, as we're getting towards the end of the regular season here, it's, it's crazy to see how how much these schools are pressing to make sure they get one of those two playoff spots.
3: Yeah, I agree, and that's why I thought it was such a big deal. We have one of the girls' who are on promotions that soccer on uh, Monday night. We actually have one coming on. You uh, you probably recall the one coming on tonight. Uh, Shay Baldwin. She's actually the. Uh, football trainer oh, yeah. side that actually kicked that field goal for the JV team at Calden County a couple of years ago, she'll be joining us tonight at uh, the 8 o'clock hour or 7.30 hour. Um, and, and for them to come in and, and to move up to 3A and to win this region in such a good region, especially in girls' soccer, uh, like, you, you know, you mentioned uh, Bishop England's a national powerhouse. And it was such a, I, I thought, such a great testament to, to Coach Meyer because a lot of the girls that he's coached, he's told me in the past, were on the academic um, magnet and BE teams, you know, on that club travel or, or uh, club soccer right. team. So it is kind of interesting when you have to play with people you know. Maybe that helps out a little bit. Maybe it doesn't. But um, so going forward, now, we have these teams. We have the men's and women's uh, women's soccer. We have the lacrosse. Uh, what's going on in, in the world of track? Have you been able to keep up with that? I know a lot of people
10: are following the young
3: man over at kane, kane Bay that's now setting
10: national records yeah they they've been really impressive, you know unfortunately, we just don't get to cover much track you know if, if the scores are sent to us we'll we'll throw it on our website but there's there's just so much other stuff going on and, and getting to a track meet you know to, to cover a track meet is really something that can take kind of most of your day and as we're trying to get to multiple lacrosse games and and also work in our our college baseball and our hockey coverage as well we just don't get to to cover track as much as i wish we could but but yeah from what i've heard kane has been doing a lot of impressive things over there this year
3: yeah no doubt and i'll tell you uh, before we uh let you go real quick Now, i used to sit beside or stand beside you on the sideline for friday nights at the citadel uh for some of the oceanside games and things like that now uh you got to see Citadel playing football in the spring. Uh, kind of give yeah. us your thoughts on spring football and a little recap of the season, maybe what you think uh, they have to look forward to going into the summer and fall.
10: Yeah, you know, it was it was a really weird setup. And, you know, back in fall of 2020 when they announced they were going to do the spring stuff, I, I was all for it. I was like, yeah, you know, let's, let's move from, you know, it's always good to have more football, whatever. So that'd be a great thing. And really, once it got here, it, it was just kind of a weird feeling. You know, it, it didn't it didn't feel like it was football time. And, you know, as, as much as everyone's always saying you, you can never have too much football, you know, for the most part, I agree with that. But it, it just didn't feel like football season. And when we were out there for those games, you know, I went to most of the home games, and I was at Charleston Southern's home finale this past Saturday. And the, the atmosphere was just a little bit off. And I think the teams are, are really ready to get back to, to some normalcy. And, you know, I, I know Autry Denson at CSU said, you know, even though they didn't play last fall, they were practicing that entire time. And so they practiced right through the fall and up through uh, the spring to, to right when they started playing the game. So they've been really going at it for, for pretty much, what is that, like about nine months now. So I know those yeah. guys are ready to take a break. And, and so uh, <laughs> it's going to be good for them to have a couple of months off now and, and let them recover as they get ready for the, the, the actual fall season here in 2021.
3: Yeah, I ran into uh, Keith White. He's a running back, number twenty-three, there at the Citadel. Uh, last night, he's uh, also kind of a, a student coach over at uh, Mount Pleasant Track. And we were talking about right. the season. He said, "Man, he said it's just like a weird blur. Like you know, we didn't normally in the spring you have a certain amount of weeks and you play a spring game and you're done. He said we practice all fall. Right. He said the only thing he said he had to do all year." As far as the milit, you know, not the military, but you get it. At the Citadel, they have all these requirements. He said it was like a weird blur where I felt like all I had to do was keep my uniform straight. He said because we were practicing <laughs> all fall. We got a short break. Now, not only are we practicing in spring, but, oh, by the way, we're back in film rooms, team meetings, getting ready for games, and then all of the travel and everything else. He said, but the Citadel's is weird because if you recall, they actually played four games in the fall against Division One right. team. So they didn't have to fall off either. And he was just, you know, he
0: just reiterated,
3: because he was there talking to a younger guy um, in high school, and he said, man, it, it's a great school. He said, this year, don't judge it by this year, man. We are beat. We are tired. We're ready for some, for a break. But, you know, now we got to go into summer practice and get ready for the fall. So I think the players, it might have been a new thing for them, but I think it's taken its toll on those guys as well.
10: Yeah, and it's going to be curious – I'm curious to see how every coach kind of handles their, their own situation differently because, you know, how much time do you give these guys off now? You I know, mean, Normally they'd be kind of in their off season and, and have a little bit more freedom. But, you know, now that they've just finished the spring season, you know, how much time do you give them off before you start getting ready for the fall? Do you give them the same amount of time you normally would? Do you give them a little bit more because they just had the spring season or, or – how does each coach handle? That's what I'm going to be curious to see how each guy does it.
3: Oh yeah, I definitely agree. Now swinging over to the other school, you you, you uh, mentioned Autry Denson and Charleston Southern. Uh, not a I don't not a bad year I think for those guys. You know, new staff, everyone called you know coming in kind of new with a you know and a completely guy that's not from this area. Um, I think they did pretty right. well in, the, in, in kind of this weird season, so to speak. Cause they didn't play those games in the fall. Um, so what do you think overall of what they put, you know, the far on the field and what they had to look for going forward?
10: Yeah, and, you know, that's the other thing. Is I just don't know how much you judge what they did in this spring season uh, going forward. You know, Jack Chambers had, had some really good moments at quarterback for Charleston Southern. He was the second team all-conference uh, earlier this week. So, you know, th- they had some talent. And, you know, they uh, especially in that last game, you know, they played some great defense. Uh, in their win on, uh, on this past Saturday, and their offense did enough to, to get three touchdowns and took away with the win, but, you know, how much stock do you put into what they did in this season when they get ready for the fall? So, that's, you know, it's just more and more questions kind of pop up about, you know, what what, what happens next going forward to these teams.
3: Yeah, I ran into, it's funny, because I went up to uh, the TV restaurant on Saturday afternoon, and uh, ran into a whole big pack of Gardner Web fans. And it was just, you know, yeah. it kind of reminded me, just like you said earlier, of how weird and awkward this was. You know, it's almost like every Saturday was a spring game where you expected some bracket right. to be handed out and, and some team being white, and some team being, like, gray or maroon
9: or whatever playing everybody else
3: because it just, you know, uh, I was agreeing with you. I was like, man, football in the spring would be great, but it doesn't work. You know, we've had other leagues even try it on the professional level. It never worked. Why? I think just because we're grown accustomed to baseball is spring, you know, that kind of, you know, basketball is winter, football is fall. And I think that's just kind of what – and hockey is winter. I think that's what we've grown accustomed to. But I think, you know, part of it is even if we had games at the Citadel, it might have been a little bit different if we could have put 20,000 people in there as opposed to five thousand sure. It may have had a little bit of something to do with it as well.
10: Yeah, uh, you're not wrong. But uh but you know, the other thing is it's just you know, people have you know, it's like I, I kinda figure, you know, after the Super Bowl I feel like people just kinda turn their brains off for football for a couple of months, at least until the draft. And so, you know, people have other things they do, you know, they start playing spring sports. They do you know, they're they're taking their kids to these other sports. So it's kind of hard to, to just break that and just get ready to, to go watch more football. So I think everyone's glad that, that this experiment's over, you know, it was good to, to get some more games in and get these guys some experience. And now, now that we're, we're pretty much on track to go back to normal this fall, I think everyone's going to be thankful for that. I got you, man. All right, buddy. Well, I'll tell you what,
3: I'll give you a quick score update. I know you're uh, there at the stadium. I can hear it. So uh, we'll let you get a score update and take out of here.
10: Yeah, the Wando girls just finished up a win. They beat Carolina Forest 19-5, to so they are moving on to the third round of the 5A playoffs. That will come up on Monday night. Uh, I believe they're going to be on the road, I'm assuming everything else goes chalk tonight. So we'll have highlights of that one tonight at 11. And also the Wando boys are on the field right now. They're getting ready to tip off in about 10 minutes. They're going to take on Dutch Fork, and they're playing for a spot in the third round of the playoffs on Monday as well. And we'll have highlights of that one tonight on Live 5. All right, man, well, if anybody wants to find you out
3: there and listening in, uh, how do they find you on the world of Twitter? And, um, you know, what time do you hit the airways at tonight? I know you said 11 o'clock, but uh, if anybody's tuning in, man, what do they do to find you?
10: Yeah, you know, we'll be on Live 5, you know, the entire night. And if you missed those highlights, you can find them on our website at live5news.com. And I put them up on, on social media, on Kevin Live 5, on Twitter. And, you know, the last couple of weeks, I've started putting all these things on Instagram as well all these highlights. And, uh, you know, I, I'm noticing as a, as a 42 year old guy, there's a lot more, especially when we put these high school highlights on Instagram, they get a lot more traction. So, uh, you know, check out for these things on Instagram as well. They're going to be up there uh, later tonight as well.
0: All right, man, well, i
10: tell you, uh, Richie's bought into the Instagram here.
3: He's picked up on the same thing you're throwing down. These high school kids love it. They love the it, Yeah. i tell you what, man, uh, thank you for all your coverage and all you do in the Lowcountry, getting uh, these athletes on TV and things like that, man. We appreciate all you do and for your time jumping on here with us. Thanks so much, guys. We'll talk to you soon. All right, buddy, take care, man. That was Kevin Billadeau from Live 5 News and Live 5 Sports. He's over at Wando. Wando Girls just uh, finished the win over Carolina Forest in lacrosse. Wando boys are taking the field now. Uh, round three of the playoffs, they are taking on Dutch Forks. Or those guys have made the road trip down. Uh, we'll check in via Twitter with Kevin in just a little bit. Uh, we are going to switch a little bit. We're going to reset the studio. We're going to switch the lines over. We're getting ready for Storm Johnson. He'll be coming in again. He's a running back started his career at the University of Miami, went on to University or Central Florida, did some big things there, went on to the NFL, actually uh, made his way to the NFL through uh, Jacksonville Jaguars. So didn't really have to leave that far from home. He's a guy from the state of Georgia, but we'll let him talk about, uh, talk about his career as well as what he's doing now running the Georgia Storm um, Prep School. So stay tuned, folks. We'll be going to a break. We'll be right back.
0: Yeah, you know what, I like to play,
5: no dickity, no doubt,
0: play on, play that, play on, play that, yo Trey, drop the verse.
1: It's going down, fade to black street The homies got at me, collab creations, bump like acne, no doubt. I put it down, never slouch. As long as my credit can vouch, a dog couldn't catch me. Tell me who could stop with Dre making moves, attracting honeys like a magnet. Giving
4: them ick with my mellow accent. Still moving this flavor with the homies, black street and Teddy, the original rough shaker. Shutting down, good Lord. Baby got them open all over town. Strictly you don't play around, cover much ground, got game by the town. Ooh, getting paid is a forte. Each and every day,
2: true play away. I can't get her out of
0: my mind.
2: Now, for the utmost reports on sports of all sorts, let's join Richie Altman and Eugene Benton on Southern Sports Central.
3: top of the hour we are on the phone we have coach storm johnson and again it is strange saying that coach uh i, I know you're running the school you're coaching the program <laughs> but man for for those of us that saw your ball out you know you started to yes, I, I remember you from from your playing days in high school in the state of georgia you signed with miami you originally started yes, at Hurricane. now on your way to central florida and i'll tell you what I was at the high school earlier, because I think you and I talked about that. I coach uh, mm-hmm. with the high school uh, special teams and ops and recruiting coordinator for Oceanside. And I was with a, a young man earlier. We were getting those helmets. They just came in today, buddy, from uh, Riddell. You know, the refurbished ones. Okay. They're all shiny. They're, they're ready to get knocked around for spring practice. And I was with my homeboy, Scott Kropcheck, and he went to Central Florida. And he was like, who you got on the show tonight? And it was right when you texted me and said, I'm good. And I said, speaking of which, I said, you won't believe this because you're a Central Florida guy. I said, that's Storm Jonathan. He said, no, nah, you, you're both joking me, right? <laughs> <laughs> no. I said, I said, but he, he's not playing. He's coaching. So let's go to it, man. Now, I, I kind of spilled the beans. You're a great uh-huh. player in college. You made it to the NFL. We talked about that. We got a great pitcher. You're a running back. You've knocked his in the biggest league on the biggest stage. Now you're running a school.
0: Talk to us about how yes, that. Happen?
9: Well, it was a process. Um, my mother and father, when I was in high school, or middle school, you can take it back to middle school, my mother, is they're both with educators when I was coming up. Um, I was actually homeschooled in middle school, so just to get me prepared for high school on the academic side. So my mother, after that, there was a lot of people that was interested in what my mother was doing. So my mother then, she created a school for boys. Well, it was a middle school then, and as I was going through my high school levels, uh, she people just were interested, and then we got accredited. So as we got accredited and as I took off to um, to the college and NFL, and after I was done playing and I came back home, and we sat down and talked about it, the school was growing. Um, and then we had a whiff of prep school. Now, you know, um, when I got to the league, we purchased some land in Avery, Georgia. It was about 36 acres of land that we purchased, and, and now we just pay taxes. And that's where the, the 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 compound is that we're running the prep school at. So now when I came back and prep school was a big thing now, you know, we heard a lot of people having very good success with prep school and how basically they're just changing kids' lives and, especially with this corona going on and stuff and the, the trans uh, transportal and all that type of stuff, we thought it was a great, you know, a great thing to come in and, and, and do something with these kids and, and, and take them to the levels that they couldn't be anywhere else. So we decided to open the prep school up uh, for football. And, honestly, we're trying to be an IMG and, and, and gears to come. We're trying to open up basketball. We're trying to do it all. But right now, we're just going to be focused on our football program. But, yeah, man, it's been a journey. Uh, I've been blessed with it. And, you know, it's a family business. It's a family-oriented business. So me and my parents, were definitely definitely uh, pushing forward for great things. So do,
3: are both of them teaching uh, at the school now? I, I know you, you no. mentioned both uh, of them are educators when we talk. But, mm-hmm. okay, so they're still –
9: are they retired or are they still teaching in the state of Georgia? No, my dad My dad is retired. He's been retired from public uh, Atlanta Public City Schools for about 20 years now. But when we actually opened up our own school and got accredited, he became the principal of that. And then my mother, she Ooh. still teaches uh, seventh grade math, but she also handles <laughs> our um, curriculums with the uh, school as well, dealing with the – She well, basically, my dad is the AD of the program and my mother is the academic director of the program.
3: All right, so what, do, so what does Cook Storm do? He's got, he's got dad and aunt, <laughs> well, you know, mom, handle- mom's running <laughs> curriculum. She's in math, so we probably figure she's probably doing the checks and balances on the numbers.
0: So what's you Cook Storm know do? <laughs>
9: well, Coach Storm is really much everything else. I recruit, I coach, you know, I'm the offensive coordinator. Um, I have four other coaches on the staff that are, are um, Tori and Wilson will be on the staff as well as the offensive line coach um and basically for you know for six months we're basically getting these kids that we have we um, only gonna have 48 on our team and we're basically getting these kids in school so you know I'm dealing with recruitment talking to coaches and like I tell them all you know my connect- and that's one thing why I took this job or not took it but this is why I wanted to do it so well because I have connections and I feel like I wasn't using them so in this it right. gives me an opportunity to use my connections and to do good with my connections. And it's not the it's not to blow smoke up people. But yes, if your son is a baller and he comes here and he does what he's supposed to do, he listens and work hard. Yes, we have great opportunities to put him in front of people that that can that can do stuff. And that's what we preach, you know. And especially with the education side of it, a lot of these kids, you know, with the virtual and all that, they 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 their, their, their GPA drops. So this is one thing that I like about us that you can come here. You can actually take because um our academic side we we um deal with because you know we're a school, but in the prep school side of things, it's after high school. We're on a post grad program, so we have to uh, we're 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 connected with Georgia Military College, so they oh, take classes okay. on our campus. Yeah, they take classes on our campus online, and then we know we have tutors and stuff to help them with their classes. But, yeah, they get accredited, and it doesn't mess with the eligibility. This is what prep school is all about. You come to prep school, and it's like an extra year of high school. We're basically preparing you for your next venture, whatever that might be. And we're not just preparing you for football. We're preparing you for life because, obviously, the NFL is, is, is only 2,000 people making it. You know what I mean? Out of 10 million. So we prepare them for life, prepare them for what they want to do. We get to know the kids. That's why we bring only 48 in, because I want to run it like a real football program. And everybody plays. There's no bench warmers, no people walking the sidelines. We want everybody to get reps. And basically, you know, like I say, my main goal is to get people in school. And 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 that's why I even that's why my parents wanted me to do this, and that's why I wanted to do this. The more you know, the more you owe, and I, I feel coldheartedly
3: heartedly to do so. Well, your guys, did, you know, everything wasn't handed to you. I I remember your high school recruitment, and you signed with the U, uh, and you had to be mm-hmm. a great player to do that. But you know, I think it didn't work out there for you know for whatever reason. You found a home at Central Florida, a little bit closer to home. Uh, it was a school that was kind of. A lot of times people looked at it as, like, you know, the number four school in the state of Florida, you know, behind the Florida team right. or whatever. But you you were kind of right. on that team that kind of put Central Florida on the map. And there was you and there yes. was a quarterback. And you know who I'm talking about. You'll kind of put that school on the map. <laughs> exactly. And then, you know, you find yourself playing professionally not too far from home either in Jacksonville. I mean – which is with kind the of same hard because, you know, you can go anywhere with the same quarterback. And you can go anywhere, I mean, it, because you're not – when you're drafted, you have no say-so in who signs you, really. Um, but you've kind right. of always had that locus of control there. So when, you're, when you meet up with a young buck, let's say he's 17, 18 years old, maybe the ACT, SAT isn't quite where they need to be, or the GP and some core classes, you can kind of relate mm-hmm. to them in the sense of like, look, man, I had the athletic ability. Everything in my past wasn't, you know, that silky smooth road to the NFL. Uh talk to me. Right. What does that speak what does that speak to those young men that that kinda of tells them, Hey, uh, come here, trust in me, let me get you where you need to be.
9: It's basically, you know, the old old saying is I've been there, done that, you know, and and quite frankly, you know, um I actually I shoot, I wish I would have knew what I knew now back then. Or oh, I wish I would uh listened more to my parents and rather than fight them so it's it's a it's a bittersweet conversation because I understand where they're coming from, but in order to get to that next level then get to that next level there's there's a process there's things you have to do there's things that you have to accomplish you can't you can't be like everybody else, and that's the biggest thing you have to you have to be in that lane of of where you see them guys playing on Sunday. There's a reason why they're playing on Sunday, and it's not because they were doing what everybody else was doing. They were actually different, and that's why that's how you get picked. Now, and, and like I, like I said, it's a bittersweet conversation because you know they hit me with ah, you know, you yeah, yeah, I did that, yeah, and, and I could have been better, but I was I was lucky to have two parents that were very not strict, but they was very vocal about what they wanted me to do and and they were thinking about always always thinking about the future and always planning uh planning ahead and we wasn't playing chess as checkers so I wasn't I was fortunate to have <laughs> people to push me to my you know what I mean I was fortunate to have people to push me to my goals rather than you know me pushing myself so and when I tell a young man that tells me hey man I don't have that support system like that and then it now is you you have to be the guy that do that, and it's very hard. Like I say, it's very hard. It's easier said than done, but if you want to make that goal, if you want to make those dreams come true, if you want life-changing results, you have to do life-changing things, man, and it starts with the small things, and like I tell them all the time, yeah. man, the small things e- equals to the big things, and when you when you start, finally get that rhythm of, of knowing who you are and what you want to become and what you want to do, then, hey, everything else is, is, is to the rest, but... And, and your outside people, the people around your circle, they will start to see. They will start to see what you see and what you're trying to do, and they will respect that. And that's what happened to me. You know, there was a bunch of guys that were going this way, but I kept going this way, and they respected that. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't try to please them by going the way they went or try to play the middle man. No, you have to do it the correct way. You got to do it the right way. You got to do it all the time. And, and that's just the way it is. That's why them guys make that money. That's why them guys do that. Because every step of the way they did it the right way, so it gets easy when you build your Lego up and you all the way to the hundred Lego. It's easy to keep building, but it's hard when you at the five (laughs) and six and you can't you can't. It's difficult, so you got to do it every step of the
3: way the right way. Now you mentioned you know that support group. Talk to us a little bit so we can uh, put this out there for those guys that's interested. Kind of concerned, maybe some scared me. maybe some of them are just afraid because it's in, in a sense. If it ain't JUCO or Division One or, or that high level Division Two, a lot of dudes kind of think, well, maybe it just ain't for me. Uh, kind of give us the, you know, you mentioned the support group you had. What?
9: Talk
2: to us a little mm-hmm. bit about the
9: support group there at uh, Georgia Storm Prep. Well, the support group is really is really hands on. Um, like I said, we are secluded. Uh, we're 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 not near anything. We're in the country in Avery, Georgia about two hours away from Atlanta, about an hour away from Augusta. Um, you don't have nothing to do but work on your craft, do your schoolwork, vibe with your, vibe with your uh, teammates and, and meetings. And you don't have nothing to do but get better every day. You have nothing to do but to get better. And trust me, if we see somebody that is fighting the system, he won't be there no more. So that means you have 48 guys that are trying to get better. Every day, and you got men um, in in right positions that know how that looks, and we're going to be pushing that every day. And then, like I tell like I tell recruits all the time, I'm going to be your big brother. My parents are going to be your parents away from home. I'm, going to, and that's just that's just how we are. that's just how we're going to operate. So when I tell their when I tell their sons when I tell their kid when I tell their parents about their sons coming to us, they're going to be protected. They're not leaving the campus. It's not a, it's not a come here and go there. Everything they need will be on site. Their weight room, their practice facility, their classrooms, their meeting rooms, their dormitories. Um, The only time we'll leave is when we leave as a team and we go do team activities like bowling or go to the movies or something. But other than that, we're in the compound. We're working. We're resting. We're 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 recovering. We're doing something. Towards your goal, and that's why when I talk, when I sit down and talk to all the players that are coming here, and that's the one thing that I find out: how much do you want to be successful? How much do you want to be great? Because it's easy to post it on Twitter. It's easy to tell your friends every day. But the thing that gets hard is when you have to put in at work every day. When you have to wake up when your body's full, and you still got to do the same work, or you still got to go to practice, or you still got to accomplish something. It, 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 that's when. That's when. That's when you see. Do you really want this? And shoot, I had them conversations myself at UCF, practice hard, and you just wake up, and the next morning you're like, wow, I got to do this all over again. But, yeah, you do. And, 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 and you have to trust in the process, and that's the thing, man. That's what makes this game so fun, and that's why people watch it so much, because it's, it's the ultimate team sport. You have to trust in your brother next to you. And that's why we had this secluded, because – Bonding is important. Team bonding is important, and we ain't got long to do it. So I think the best way for us to do it is in, in this facility where you have nothing to do but to vibe with your teammates, to, to, to study the playbook together. I mean, they got four to a room, and we got bump beds. Like, this is going to be a military-style, boot camp-style type of way because to, to break a habit, you have to first be in the position where you're uncomfortable. And then when you're uncomfortable, then that's when you find out who you are. And when you find out who you are, everything else is everything else is a snowball effect. But those are the All things right. you have was, to do.
3: That was a good segment here. Uh, you and me, Storm. We're sitting outside campus, just you and us. Uh, you and me. Mm-hmm. We're sitting by a fire. And, and you brought up uncomfortable. You got uncomfortable in your past. You got uncomfortable changing your role from player. And now your coach mentor father figure big brother figure when did that right when did that switch, when did that switch come on and say this is where God or, or you know I, I don't want to be presumptuous and, and, and put that you know as to your specific belief but when did that lay on your heart that I got to take this uncomfortable role of I'm no longer a player I'm gonna be this mentor this coach this father figure this big brother.
9: Well, in, in, in case you didn't know, I am a true believer of God, and yes, it was a it was a click. It had it was a click, and um, to be quite honest, it was it was something that I knew my purpose was bigger than football. When football stopped, when football stopped, I had about a good year year and a half to really find myself again, as they say, you know. Um, and and the perfect thing that I that me and my family gathered was. Being, being this head coach because they know, as well as I know, that I won't do nothing but to be the best head coach I could be, and that 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 that's what was the key to me. And to mentor and these, you know, my parents always we always was helping kids. You know, our school our school that we have TLC the Learning Company. Um, that school we graduate kids every year, at least five to three kids every year. And sometimes you got. You know, regular kids that are not doing well in school and and they get because it's a we're an all boys school. It's middle school and high school. So I've always had uh, another another calling as I was coming up because I've seen my parents teach. I've seen my dad, you know, body, body build and run camps and you know just help people was one of the things that I've always seen growing up. So to to be in a place to be in a um in a predicament to. Finally, do that in a better way, in an honest way. I mean, it didn't take long for that to really turn over the leaf, you know. And, and honestly, it helped me. Helping kids helped me, and, and that that that's that's the thing that really truly uh, truly I'm I'm blessed to be and blessed to be a part of. Yeah, man. And, and I was going to
3: ask you about that because you know, as I explored, you know, after you reached out to me, I explored, you know, what you're doing there, and I saw like the summer camps and, and the six through twelve grade, man. Talk just a little bit about that um, before we come back to some more football stuff because, you know, there's a greater picture around you and, and this you know, the radius seems to be growing and extending now to reach out to kids outside of, you know, just the football players coming in, trying to get to that next level. It seems to be more about kids um, even younger than that where you're trying to either save or you're trying to give some direction or trying to just educate, you know, to become better people. But talk about that that extended school. And I saw that you have kind of a a summer camp program that seems to be more like a, a, almost like a boarding school where you provide an opportunity for these kids to come in, kind of live in that country atmosphere for the summer. You know, they kind of get some guidance. They they go through these leadership activities and, and kind of learn who they are uh, before the you know the summer's over,
9: exactly. Um, you know we're, we're just giving opportunities for kids to 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 levitate to what they should be doing. You know it's it's not the it's not the we're trying to change what's cool. You know um you know what's cool is is, is to do what your friends do and have fun and stuff. But sometimes what cool is is to make your parents proud. And what's cool is to to stack those Legos up until you reach your goal, and then you can celebrate down the road. So when we bring these youngsters in and and we explain to them and talk to them and, and, you know, just get them out of their everyday lives so they can have a clear mind, a clear everything, so they can honestly listen to what you have to say and and to grasp it. And we, we, we try to put it in ways that they understand and you know the younger guys, you know it, it's kind of harder there. But we really just want them to to live the experience. You know, they young people never never, especially the the people that we we get, they never been into a an open field where it's just them and football and their friends <laughs> and they are just having the fun. And it, 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 it's good to see. It's good to see because when they get out there, it's like oh, there's nothing to do. blah, blah, blah. Where's the where's the where's the gas station? Where's the malls? And then when you actually sit down and actually talk and actually understand, and, and, and it's a different feeling out there. Now it was like a, it's like a safe haven, and now it's like I can be who I am, I can, I can learn, I can grow, and that's just the main thing because I think these kids need to be educated on how to get there rather than here's the football, do the best as you can. I, I believe oh. that's what that's what that's what my dad and that's what people around me did. They they taught me how to to understand what's going on. Understand when you go out, you're you're carrying our name on the back of your shirt when you go out in public, and that's when you have to represent your your family the right way. And that's what we teach. I got you, and and, and I love that man. Just kind of get them. It kind of
3: gets them out of their their comfort zone um, because sometimes exactly. the comfort zone isn't that comfortable. I mean, there are a lot of kids no. that I imagine that you that you run into are coming from some mm-hmm. pretty, we'll call it tough situations, and, and, yeah. and but that that's comfortable because that's all they know. So when you get them they're out there, know. not only they're away from that, but it's a whole you just flip the script on them. Their environment's been flipped upside exactly. down. So you kind of you know mm-hmm. it's almost like a the, these young bucks that go through that kind of six week boot camp thing, um, right. And, and, but I guess, you know, in a sense, you can relate to that because everything for you wasn't on a, you know, a straight line. You kind of made your own way and things. And, you know, like, you, you know, you started out in college. You started one school, went to another. In the NFL, you exactly. can attest to that. You sign with one team, how many exactly. you are going to be there your whole career? You know, you might get moved You might get pretty. You might get cut. You might get offered more money by somebody else. So I think, you know, that's a great example or a great way for you to be able to tell guys, you know, well, part of being mature and, and, and a man is, you got sometimes you got to be able to adjust on the fly. You know, no difference in a game. Exactly. The first quarter, your first quarter game plan may not be working. Second quarter, you got to do something else. Is that kind of a message you exactly. kind of reached out to these guys with?
9: Yes, this is exactly the message. Is you can't just quit because things get tough. You can't quit because your surrounding is different. I mean. Throughout my career, I mean, I went to Buford. Um, was never and people and people honestly don't know this. Was not a starter at all at Buford. Never was a starter. I was a backup, and I still managed to get uh, my junior year. I still managed to get 1,500 yards and 23 touchdowns, backing up somebody. So the fight in you always it just always has to be in you. Then my senior year, I transferred, went to Loganville. Nobody really knows this either. I uh, uh, tore my uh, meniscus before the se- my, for my year. Before, that's why I was wearing a brace. Before my senior season, I tore my meniscus. I tore it perfectly, they said. But they said if I had surgery, I had to miss half my season. And quite frankly, I did not want to do that because obviously I came to Loganville for a purpose. So I manned up and played every game with a torn meniscus and still managed to get 1,900 yards and 33 touchdowns. Like, people don't know that. But when you look at the Loganville pictures, I always had an air brace on. Didn't even want to wear a regular brace because I couldn't move right with it. I couldn't move right with the, with the regular brace. I needed a, the air brace. They got me an air brace. So every day after the game, well, every after, after every game, I would sit in my room, swollen up knees, but you know, it's just that dog that has to be in you, it's just, and, and and you need to. And like I said, it wasn't always in me. I, it has to be an everyday thing. Iron sharpens iron. You have to find out where you get your, your your motivation from. You have to find out, and that's all a part of you. You know what I'm saying? People can guide you. People can bring you to the water, but that don't mean you're going to drink it. And that's just the that's just the idea of coming to my prep school because we're gonna preach that to you every day. We're gonna I ain't gonna make you drink it, but you're gonna be staring at that water. You know what I mean? And <laughs> and like they say, like they say, you get to a barbershop enough you are gonna get a haircut sooner or later. And that's the idea that you we are trying to grasp in some people. You got
3: that expression about if you hang around the barbershop long enough you gonna hear a cut? You yes, got sir. that from your daddy. You know, we'll because I'm 43. Right. And I got that from my daddy. <laughs> yes,
0: <laughs> my sir. daddy was a
3: fire chief. <laughs> my daddy was a fire chief here in North Charleston for many years, and he kept telling me, "I was like, nah, man. You know, I hang her out with them dudes, but I ain't doing that stuff, right?" He <laughs> said you keep hanging around the bar <laughs> As soon as you said, I said he got it from his daddy, I guarantee you. He got it from my daddy.
9: It wasn't in a good light either. It was just in the light you just said. You hang around them guys yeah. long enough, you're going to do exactly
0: what they're doing. It wasn't in a good exactly. light. So, yes, yes. Hey, Heard that I, plenty
9: of times. And it's
0: actually
9: true. That was followed up with. You showed me your uh, friend, you I'll show, show you your
0: future. You your friends. <laughs> <thing>. Yep. <Yeah. laughs> Yep,
3: exactly. same thing. The you part, show them the friends. I can show you how far you're going to go. <laughs> Daddy's been uh, – so I, I'm 43. Uh, you know, our our daddies, are, <laughs> they kind of grew up in that same area, I guess, in that same era. My no, dad, no, my uh, dad's 68,
9: yeah, so definitely,
3: definitely. But i tell you what. So uh, I wanted to end up with something cool. we got a couple more minutes, man. Let's go back to Central Florida. You are back up in high school. Let's do it. You, all right, we're at Central Florida. Them boys is now – kind of, you know, that force, that whatever school in Florida. Everybody wants to put, you know, Miami, the U, uh, Florida State on the map. So here you come. You guys start playing schools. Uh, I remember I was actually at the uh, game against, uh, against Mississippi State in 1996. It was at Mississippi mm. State. Central Florida rolls into town. They had a big, big spur kind of in and making quarterback. Mississippi State hangs on to win 35-28. Nobody even heard of them cats them nights before. But yet it was one of the largest schools and still is. Top three largest universities in the country. In the country, but nobody had heard about them cats in football. So what I want to know is, where did did it go? Where did it switch to now where the bounce house is one of the places you want to be on a Saturday?
9: I I would have to say, man. Let's look at the coaches, too.
3: Yeah, let's look at the coaches too. The coaches come in for a couple of years, and then they get Nebraska, Tennessee. Right.
9: I mean, is right. Central
3: Florida kind of a new
9: coaching ground? <laughs> it is. It is. It's kind of being the you know, and it's funny too because you know when I got to UCF, I had the red shirt. So when I got to UCF, I shirted, and that's when Jeff Godfrey was the quarterback. And it was it was it was it was funny you said that because even. That year, you know, we struggled. We struggled real. Like, we struggled tremendously. And um, I think we only won, like, four games that year, uh, if I'm not mistaken. And, um, you know, going to practice every day, and like I said, I I couldn't participate with the starters, so I was always on scout team. And, you know, just being mad every day because I couldn't participate with nobody, and, you know, the year's not going good, so, you know, ain't nobody happy. So you know, just going to practice every day and just trying to embarrass anybody that stepped in front of me, you know, it kind of it kind of shed light to that, and it was it was hard because I tell anybody, you know, when you get something, and it wasn't taken away from me, but basically I was under the radar, you know what I mean? I just basically I just felt like a regular student, so it, it was it was it was kind of it was kind of amazing to see them come from that, then to come to next year, then now we're playing Ohio State at Ohio State. Now we're in the Fiesta Bowl playing Baylor, and now this is like something regular now. You know what I mean? Like, we're, we're expected to do this. We're expected to lose one or two games a year. So it's, it's, it's mind-boggling. And honestly, I mean, it's, it's kind of a good look for UCF. And when I went to UCF, I told people I want to make a change. I don't want to just go somewhere and, and, and fit in. I just want to go somewhere and actually – make a make a change, make a make a difference. And I feel like my class did that. Yeah,
3: and, and you know, you mentioned or, or I guess uh with all that success kind of forgot to mention, you know, whipped Auburn in, in the uh yes, I guess they call it the big play bowl, but it was still won the power six bowls. And that was after right. you know, a quarter with the quarterback injury. You know, if that young man hadn't hurt his knee and I watched that live. That was a gruesome injury. You know, you got a quarterback mm. now out again in the top first round possibly. Exactly. You know, for a school no, no, that's, no you know, the quote, unquote, fourth best school in the state of Florida, you've probably had other than, you know, draft picks and quarterback in other schools, you know,
4: in a while.
3: I mean, the U has been down. Right. No, no offense to you, but, you know, it, this ain't 2001 anymore. You know, you're not putting out six it's in the not. first round. Florida State's been down. It's not. You know, Florida. Florida right. had a good season, but really, you know, the kind of East was weak. And then, you know, Alabama kind of cut that tail when it was time. Um, but you know, I mean, since Florida's kind of had that, well, you know, if you lose now, if you lose one or two games, you know, you can't lose that I four battle. But if you lose one or two games, it's kind of like, well, we were close. That's kind of unusual. Right. For for a team that
9: wasn't expected much. No, I wasn't expecting nothing at all. I mean, sure. And they used to laugh at me when I brought my school up. Back in the day when I wore my little gear, they used to laugh. Where is that at? They used to call us, what do they used to call us, the, 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 the night, they used, used to just embarrass us. And now it's like, yeah, I mean, they saying it correctly every time.
3: <laughs> well, I, yeah, actually, it's so funny. Yesterday I was wearing my, um, I was on your campus, I was on the campus of Central Florida Back in February, I trained. I trained kickers, and they were in town uh, kicking with Coach Cornblue. And and you know they were like, "Well, Coach, man, take us by. We want to see it." Uh, someone left the gate open, and so we got to the indoor practice facility and the uh, inside the stadium, and and uh, got on the segways and walked around and kind of segwayed around campus a good bit. You know, it was beautiful. One of them was like, "Coach, man, you got to get me a visit, man. I want to come. I want to play here. I want to kick here." I mean, he just fell in love, and this is a kid that grew up an Ohio State fan. His old, his dad, granddaddy, everybody went to Ohio State, (laughs) and he loved it. He's like begging for a visit to Central Florida right now. And so, uh, yesterday, I had my uh, Central Florida t-shirt on for some kicking practice. But um, I tell you what, man, I got you one minute past the time you gave me. Uh, uh, Speaking of kickers, I got a young lady coming on. She's on hold. She's uh vying for a state championship in soccer. But I tell you what. I appreciate all 31 minutes you've given me. It's been great to connect yes, sir. and uh, do everything for you. Um, as soon as this show concludes, it'll become a podcast. I'm going to share it to you so you can share it out. If there's any Young Bucks that's listening, yes, you can say, hey, look, this is me live and real. And so uh, I'll send you that link as soon as this show ends
9: at 9 o'clock. Thank you so much. And I appreciate y'all and y'all time. All right, buddy. You take care, man. Thank you so much. You too. Let's do it again.
3: Yeah, let's definitely do it. All right, I'll hit you up, man. I'll yes, see sir. you. Okay. All right, folks. All right, folks. That's Storm Johnson, he's now Coach Storm Johnson. No longer the player is no longer running the rock. Maybe he might run the rock at practice next time we get him back on. We'll ask him if he, uh, maybe he teaches a thing or two to those running backs or maybe schools those linebackers uh, making some cuts in the hole. But I tell you what, it's 732. We are one minute over schedule because we had such a great interview there going. Uh, we have Shay Baldwin. She plays soccer and runs track for Oceanside Collegiate. She's also a football trainer, uh, and she has known, been known to kick a football or two. Uh, she'll be coming up with us uh, right after the break. Stay tuned, Shay. I know we're ready to go. We're excited to have you on.
2: Now for the utmost reports on sports of all sorts, let's join Richie Altman and Eugene Benton on Southern Sports Central.
3: What's up, Shay? I know we got you on the line. How you doing this afternoon? This is Eugene.
5: Hi. I'm super excited.
3: <laughs> so is this your first time on the radio? It's not your first time on the news. Uh, Kevin Bilodeau from Channel 5 and I were talking about you earlier live uh, with your uh, field goal kick last year. So it's not your first time on the news. Is this your first time on the radio?
5: Yes, sir. <laughs>
3: Well, don't be nervous. Uh, We'll be cool. You know, you have the conversation. You'll talk to me just like we're talking. uh, You and I sitting on those old bleachers about to fall apart on a practice field with rocks and everything else that needs to be picked up and maybe, uh, you know, some timekeeper issues going on. But we're just cool hanging out. Uh, Talk to us a little bit. First of all, let's introduce yourself. Give us your name, uh, the school you attend, and the sports you play as well as um, you know, the other things you're involved in. I know you're a trainer, um, and, and most recently, you had to turn a certain, we'll call it a crown over. So, uh, I'll give you a second. Just go ahead and introduce yourself to the listeners.
5: Um, my name is Shay Baldwin. I'm a junior at Oceanside Collegiate Collegian Academy. Um, I play soccer and track. Um, right now, I am an officer in National Honor Society, and I just um, passed on my crown, as you call it, um, to uh, another junior in my class, Adam, um, for student of the year, which was super exciting. Um, I'm an ambassador for my school, um, so I've been giving a lot of tours to new people, um, which is super exciting. My best friend's coming um, to Oceanside next year, and I'm glad to share, like, my experiences with her. Um, I'm also i um, – I'm part of student council. And I hope to help kind of plan our prom this year.
3: Okay, well I tell you what, you guys—we had one of your teammates on on Monday night uh, with Val, and you guys or she had mentioned there was a big game on Tuesday night. Tuesday night was the region championship, and for folks who you know who are just tuned in and missed the segment with um, Kevin Billadu, Region Eight Three A with Oceanside with Hanahan, with Academic Magnet, and with, of course, Bishop England, who has been known as a national power in girls' soccer. Um, talk to us a little bit about Tuesday night. What was the outcome, and, uh, you know, uh, did we see some trophies lifted after that game?
5: Yes, sir. So we beat Battery Creek 11-0, to um, and it was just so much fun. Our coach brought um, the trophy with us him and was so excited to give it to us and in fact we got Wando's trophy so we had like region 8 5a on there so we had to get a new plaque but it was so exciting all of our seniors were excited because this is the first time that we're gonna truly like have a chance for state championships even after like my freshman year so it was just super excited lots of um tears and stuff like that, and then the ride home, we were just chatting the entire time. It was so much fun.
3: <laughs> yeah, I can imagine, because that's a good ride home. I don't know if you know this about me. I don't know if we've ever shared that, but I actually grew up not too far from there. I actually grew up uh, about five minutes to ten minutes from that Whale well Branch campus, um, which is the team we played in football last year, as you recall. The uh, stadium or, or the field was underwater. It was raining the whole game, and it was about 40 degrees. Do you recall that last year in the playoffs? Yes, sir. Uh, in 2019? Exactly. That's kind of where I grew up, so I'm familiar with that long ride, Shay. Um, but so for your, you know, you have one more year. You're a, junior, you're a junior, correct? So you have one more year? Yes, sir. So coming into this, you know, you didn't play last year as a sophomore. You guys didn't have that playoff experience. Um, because it was taken away. And that was a pretty loaded team. So, you know, going into this year, plus with the move up to 3A, uh, what well, was kind of the mindset for, for you guys, you know, as, you know, knowing that the region was going to get, it went from okay, you know, in, in girls soccer to uber competitive because of, you know, the teams that you moved into the region with. Because I'm sure you see these girls in club teams, you know, at, at Academic Magnet, at Hinhan, and at Bishop England. So what was kind of that tradition or, or that transition where it went from, you know, we felt like we could beat pretty much anybody, you know, in that 2A division we were last year to region 8-3 where it's like, oh, my gosh, what did we get into, ourselves into?
5: So I came in and I was super excited c- because we got a lot of, really good incoming freshmen. Um, So it's just like another chance. As you said, like I play with these girls all the time. My club team is full of academic magnet and Bishop England players. So we went in and we were like, oh, it's on. Like we were talking about it through club season and we're super excited. But we went in knowing that my freshman year when we played academic magnet, we beat them the first time and then lost in like the last minute the second time and then last year we beat we almost beat be but we lost it in the last like 30 seconds um that like we were competitive to begin with and that this was just our chance to prove it and to potentially go in and become state champions which we're on course to do so we were excited I think that it really put us in a position to push and fight for it because I know we've done a lot more fitness than we've ever done before this season.
3: Yeah. And of course, you know, you guys, the difference between last year or the beginning of last year and this year, you know, I get it. You're on the second sprint coach, but that was kind of a big thing that was added in, especially for the girls soccer team, you know, for anybody who's followed along, you can see you guys always kind of in that weight room, pushing weight, you know, and it looks pretty grueling, you know, similar to what the football boys go through um, with the girls' soccer. I know Coach Meyer loves it to put you guys out there. you are you in the weight room. Uh, and talk to us a little bit about the weight training, you know, for the ladies. Because, you know, it's not like kind of, you know, girls doing the little blue and green kind of one-pound dumbbells. You guys are pushing serious weight, doing the squats, the box jumps. Uh, you know, and things like that. So uh, talk to us a little bit about some of that weight training and what you guys did to kind of prepare yourself for such a grueling conference and grueling season.
5: Yes. So we went through, we started right weight training right when school started. So, like, through football season and all of that, we were weight training two to three days a week. And it would be stuff like sled pushing, like um, hang cleans, power cleans, back squats, front squats. We were doing everything we could to be stronger because when you go up against um, more com- more competitive teams, it's more important to be strong on the ball and to be able to push someone off the ball and win it. And it was just absolutely incredible. We love Coach Gates. We love Coach Shaw. Um, it's been absolutely incredible. I know, like, for me personally, because sometimes, like, my knees hurt and stuff like that, it's been great for knee stability, and it's been an opportunity to push me to the next level because I want to play in college. Well,
3: that's a great segue, Shay, because, you know, some of that time's coming up. Uh, you don't have a whole lot of high school left. It's kind of winding down. Um, is there, do you have something in mind? Is there a school that you really, really want that you kind of are interested in? Is it still open? And if it's open, like, what are you looking for in, in that next level, you know, college? Are you looking for something big, something small, you know, certain type of coaching staff? You know, is the door wide open? You know, where are we at with that whole uh, next level kind of decision making process?
5: Yes. So I have – right now I have four offers, um, but I'm trying to, like, keep going. I want to wait till like, my senior year so that I have um, – Fully developed before I get to that point. Um, I'm really looking for a smaller school that has nursing
0: that will
5: allow me to develop as a person and as a player because I only want to play in college. I don't want to go any further. I might play club as an adult, but I want to, like, use up all four years of my eligibility. Um, but I'm looking mainly, like, D2, d um, D3. I have a couple, like, small D1s that I'm looking at, but I really want to family and that I want to be able to go and have fun and have that college experience as well as play soccer and, of course, become a nurse because that is, like, my future and that's what I want to do um, when I grow up.
3: <laughs> when you grow up. I think you're one of the most mature young people I've ever met in my life. Um, so what is it about nursing, Uh do you have like a field of nursing that you want to go into or that that's still open as well? And kind of what, what kind of drew you into that as as a career?
5: Yes. So through COVID um, I've become, like I really wanted to like contribute to society and like, I had to take up care of one of my neighbors at one point because she was experiencing extreme stomach pains and stuff like that. So I kind of got, a glimpse of that, and I realized that that's what I wanted to do. I'm really looking at emergency room and, like, critical care so that I'm in the thick of it because I love that. I love being, like, pushed under pressure and competing to be the best. Um, I was thinking at one point of going into the military and being an Army or Air Force nurse, one path that I've been looking at and kind of contemplating, Um, nursing is just something that, like, I've always loved because, obviously, like, I'm very passionate, I'm loud, like, I love people, um, but I didn't want to have, like, I didn't want to have to, like, worry for the rest of my life. I want to be able to do things on my own and not have to rely on someone else.
0: (laughs) And,
3: And relying on someone else is not something that you do other than, you know, in the teams, I've seen you be very, um, dogmatic in your approach to pretty much anything you're involved in. But there are some people who are pretty significant in your life and your parents. Uh, you know, they're big supporters of everything you do. I know I've had many conversations with them um, related to you actually shooting up and playing the game of football. So talk to us about your parents and your family life and, uh, you know, those guys, because honestly, Shay, I, I've seen your, I've tracked you before, you know, you someone who will play a soccer match, on a Sunday in Texas, and then fly home at night, landing into Charleston around midnight. You're back in school at 7.30 on Monday. You're back at football practice as a trainer Monday afternoon. So uh, talk to us a little bit about that support group and you know how they just basically are, are in tow you know with you throughout the country as you kind of go through this high school experience and live it up to the best of your ability and compete at the highest level there is in the land.
5: My parents are my best friends. Um, I know they say, like, sometimes, like, I'm mean to them and stuff like that, and I'm like, you're a teenager, but I absolutely love them. They're the people I go to when everything else has, like, gone wrong in my day, and I absolutely love them. Um, They do so much for me, like, the traveling and stuff like that, especially with club coming up, and we got into a new league with Girls Academy, where we're going to be traveling almost every weekend to like Alabama and Florida and Georgia. And it's just going to be so much more than it ever has been before. I'm an only child. So it's only me. Like they've had to kind of instill that, like, it's a team. Like you have to be able to share and kind of go through that, but you need to be able to be independent. Um, And so we're constantly doing things. I know this weekend, We're doing, we're going to track and we're, we have like track practice. And then we're going prom dress shopping because I don't have a dress and I don't like wearing dresses, but um, they're literally (laughs) always doing this for me. Um, And I absolutely love them. Um, They're definitely going to be part of my life forever. And that I know when I go into college and I have a bad day, I'll definitely be on the phone FaceTiming them. So it's absolutely incredible.
3: So, speaking of that, you're gonna kind of have this home base in Mount Pleasant with them. What is, you know, your college, Alex? Are you looking to stay somewhere closer? Um, because you're used to someone who's traveling, hit the road, those airplane rides, uh, and that hectic schedule. Are you looking to stay kind of close to them, or are you guys, you know, willing to venture out and I'll come see you play?
5: Um, I'm mainly looking at schools in South Carolina and North Carolina. Um, but I'm willing to go, like, anywhere on the East Coast. Um, I know that, like, they'll come and watch some of my games, but if I'm closer, they'll be at, like, every single one, along with my grandparents and teammates. Um, so I'm looking at, like, schools in Virginia as well. But truly honestly, I just want to go somewhere, and if it's the perfect school for me, I'll be able to fit in wherever and that I'll have my friends and support system. Um, that I can rely on when my parents aren't there.
3: All right. Well, we've done a good job covering the soccer, the high school soccer. We talked about club soccer. We talked about possible next-level soccer. This is your first year running track, you know, at for, for the high school, and you're doing pretty well. So talk to us a little bit about track. What events are you competing in, and how's the season going so far?
5: So I'm kind of a, like, mid-distance, that I can run fast and slow so I'm in that group where she just puts me wherever she needs me so I've done two mile one mile 800 400 and then she thought about putting me in the 200 so I've gotten all the different trainings um I absolutely love doing the 800 I feel like that's like my best event but has really helped me like get into like my fitness level that I'm going to need for college and for club. And I know that like, especially for high school, we just ran the man U, which is 22, 100 yard sprint. And I maxed out totally and like beat everybody else. And it's just kind of come to show that track has helped me like increase my game and stuff like that. And that we've even brought in like football players, other soccer players, like different sports so that they get in on that training too because it has made a difference in all of our fitness levels and we know it can for them too. But I absolutely love Coach Doman um, and Coach Wilkerson who are the head um, women's and men's track coaches and they've given me the opportunity to really push myself even though I know like sometimes I can't go to all the track and all the events, but it's just been absolutely amazing.
3: All right, so now we've covered track, we covered soccer. Seems like there's another sport you played at the high school level. Can't, can't put my finger on it. Uh, was there another sport you played actually on the field? Football. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you did. Uh, so for those tuning in who I, I guess were living under a rock last fall when um, Shay put a – how far was that field goal? Do you remember? Certainly, you got that stat ingrained in your 27, 27 mind.
0: All right, so 27
3: yards? yarder that you ripped the back of the net. It didn't just go across the the goalpost, did it? It actually went pretty hard, uh, and you struck it very well. It ripped the back of the net. Um, you know, was it more about you doing it, or was it more about I'm a girl that just did it?
5: Um, for me, it was both. Um. I know that it kind of proved to all, like, my friends that, like, you can do anything you put your mind to, that coming in, like, there were f- freshman girls that were like, I don't know, like, that would be so cool, but I think I would be nervous. And it showed them that, like, you can do it. Like, if you want to play football, go for it. Um, but I had so much fun. I know even, like, today when I was tutoring some of the football boys, they were like, oh, there's my kicker. And I was like, "Mm, hi, guys. Um, But it's it's so much fun. They're like my brothers now. Um, But even, like, this summer when I go out to football practice, um, I know before practice I'll probably be kicking some field goals with them um, just because it's fun. Oh, yeah.
3: so Yeah, you got the JV guys coming in. Um, You know, and, and I remember that week so vividly. As you remember, it took us about a week and a half to get you cleared for the high school league, to be able to participate. We got you fitted up. We got you in the helmet. We got you in the pad. Get everything squared away. You know, I think from what I recall, mom was okay. She was chill. She If she wasn't, she had, she kept it in. Dad was a little nervous. Is that is that kind of what you remember?
5: Yes. Um, they were. Like, if they were on the fence about it. Um, I know that after it happened, my dad was like, Jess, if you want to play football next year, you go for it. And my mom was like, no, if you get hurt, I'm <laughs> going to kill you.
3: Exactly. You remember the long text I got from them that said, basically, look, that was awesome. We love it. I just don't think long-term. Like, um, and I was like, I get it. Okay. All right. It was great. It was a great opportunity. I, you know, I get this mile long thing from your mom, and I told Coach Mark, I was like, you know, I don't think mom's, I don't think mom's bought into this long term because, let's face it, we, for you, you were laser focused on the ball. The ball went through the pipes and over that bar and hit the back of the net. Some of us that looked at the film, I mean, there were some pretty big guys coming to take you out. You know, did, did you look back on the film? I know at the time we'd ask, and you were like, you know, I just wanted to put the ball through. Have you looked back on the film and thought, like, holy crap, that was close. Those guys were uh, coming pretty hard. They were pretty big there.
5: Yes. So, that one guy was, like, three feet from hitting me. And I was so focused on just kicking the ball and not missing because I had never made that, like, distance or that angle in practice before um, that I didn't even see him. Like, there was no – recognition until after when I just looked over and he was standing like right next to me but it was just like wow I just did that and we originally only thought I was going to go in and do an extra point or something like that so to be able to kick a field goal and then the celebration after which was so much fun and all I, all I remember is you jumping up and down hugging me and being so excited because <laughs> I know her, like I coached her, so it was just so amazing. Well, my
3: biggest thing was getting you off the field because the other team, we were head-visiting team, and uh, those, those, those uh, guys were unhappy
10: because if you remember,
3: your whole team, even the varsity guys that had made the trip were staying on the sideline. Everyone went running out there and just kind of surrounded you or bouncing up and down. Well, The other team weren't real happy about that, so I was afraid. You know, uh, some unruly activity may happen. So I guess if you recall it right, I threw you off on my shoulder and ran you off the
0: field
3: (laughs) to get you out of there. It's a great experience to either have under your, you know, under your belt. You got to do something that a lot of people never do. Now real quick, and we'll finish over this before we come back to soccer and the state, uh, the state run here is, uh, this year in, in college football, you got to see a female soccer player join an sec team with vanderbilt when that happened did it kind of flash that light bulb on you to say you know i've been there and i did it i know what she's going through
5: yes it was so cool i got so many texts from people um it's just cool to realize that like i'm a part of that and that like i've made a difference at least in my community to let others know that like you can do anything you put your mind to and that she did that on the national level where everybody was watching and that, like, that could be me someday, maybe if I get that chance. But it was just so <laughs> cool to think that, like, that happened and everybody saw it. It wasn't just, like, Mount Pleasant.
3: Right, right. All right, well, I'll tell you what. Let's get back to soccer before we close you out. We only have about a minute or so left.
4: Um,
3: so you guys just wanted the region. We talked about that. You have some – very talented players on your team. Your squad's pretty deep. You got a pretty good coaching staff over there. Some people may say excellent. I know he's listening in because he put his grandkid to bed. So I, I'm going to say he's probably, you know, A, uh, we're, we're leaning towards A+. Plus. You know, the, you guys are pretty good. You're, you know, your success speaks for it. We're headed to the playoffs now. Whole new ball game. It's like a brand new season. It's shortened season. The shortened playoffs. Every game kind of feels like that this is our championship game. What's the mindset for you as kind of a veteran now on the squad? Cause you do have some younger players. What's that mindset for you and how are you communicating the urgency of we can't slip up because then we're done to the younger crowd.
5: Um, for me normally it's talking because I'm always the loudest, most passionate person on the field. Um, it's just being excited and letting them know that if this year's not our year, it's not our year, but that if we put everything out on the field, it will be our year, and that like slip second mistakes and thirty seconds left in the game they we give up a goal that that can't happen, that we have to be switched on at all times um especially championship game on uh, my freshman year um it was crazy to think that we went into that game thinking we are going to destroy this team. And at halftime, we right. were up 1-0. And the thing is mm-hmm. that when we came back and we were so overconfident and losing 6-1 to and thinking, oh, my gosh, like, this just happened because, like, we just <laughs> gave up. And that there's no giving up. Like, we're here. Like, this is our time. We have to put everything on the field. And if you can walk off the field, great. But you better be very tired when you walk off that field. If I have to drag you off, then you did your job.
3: Yeah, I totally get that, Shay. And, you know, I would just want to say best of luck to all you guys. You know you're my favorite short. You have been for a couple of years. When, um, you know, I was talking to Coach Meyer and he was uh, – I said, you know, I need a couple spring athletes. I need a couple soccer, um, soccer athletes. And he threw your name out there. I was like, oh, my gosh, this is like talking to – One of my own children out there, you know, I love you to death. I'm super proud of you. Um, I can't wait because I finally get to see some soccer games because I haven't had the chance to see you guys play between the show and training and everything else and being on the road for camps. But um, real quickly, you know, uh, and I'm going to let you go. So this summer, I know you have club. uh, You know, football guys get out and do these camps where they go and kind of work out and do the interviews. Is that similar to soccer? you guys get to go see some colleges during the summer? And if so, um, you know, do you have a couple lined up?
5: Yes. Yeah. So we have ID camps um, that are normally like one or two days. I know for high school we're doing a Virginia Tech ID camp, which is actually residential, so it's like four days as a team at Virginia Tech. Um, I know that I'm most likely going to an ID camp um, for Lander, University for Anderson University, um, Longwood University, and probably Queens University of Charlotte um, this summer. Um, But I know, like, I'm open. I know I'm working this summer. Um, I'm volunteering with the football team this summer. Um, Track, I hope to do, like, cross country to kind of stay in shape and stuff like that. But, I mean, we do – a lot over the summer. Um, the summer is the time when all the colleges are like, we have ID camps open, especially with the NCAA deadline closing May thirty first.
3: I got you. Well, I tell you what, it's eight o'clock and I'm about a minute over. But I've enjoyed having the time with you. I know you got to get some stuff ready for tomorrow. You guys have practices and everything coming up, getting ready for the playoffs as well as track and of course the super academics. I know you're a superstar. Uh, in the classroom. I just want to thank you so much. Thank thank your mom and dad for allowing you to give us this 30 minutes tonight, and uh, we'll definitely keep track with you, and I'll talk to you real soon.
5: Thank you for having me, Coach Eugene.
3: All right, sweetie. Uh, you have a good night, folks. We are going to wrap it up here at, with uh, Shay. We are actually headed to a break. It's 8.02. We got Reed Garris. He's a big-time baller, big in size, big and fastball, over at Wando Baseball. He is committed to Clemson University, and we will bring him in just after a quick break. The hostess with the Moses, the man of the power, uh, Rich Yaltman, former Gamecock pitcher, uh, he will be interviewing. He is back on the show. Again, you know, everybody knows he's been on the weather. He's had to tighten some things down. And 9 to 5, you got to catch up on those things too. But we finally got the host back in. So what we're going to do is we're going to go to break. We're going to reset. We got the man, we got the big time, we got the fireballer. He is on hold. We'll be bringing Rick Garrison in just a second. Stay tuned.
0: Suntan
2: told, tickling the
7: everybody, it's 8 o'clock, a little after 8 o'clock. I'm Richie Alman, glad to be back on the show here tonight. You can hear my voice a little bit better tonight, and we're doing it in style because we're going to do a little baseball talk here tonight. So excited to do it as we do it right now. Let's welcome in the big man on campus right now. Rondo High School's very own committed with Monty Lee and the Clemson Tigers is Reed Garrett, the big fastballer. What's up, Mr. Reed? How's life on the other side of the river, buddy?
6: Uh, it's, it's it's pretty good. Uh, I'm happy to be here.
7: So, uh, Man, we're happy to have you, man. we got baseball on the conversation tonight, and that means we've got to be getting a little closer to the playoffs. This is something that we didn't get a chance to do last year, even though I believe we talked to you during that weird uh, season last year that didn't happen. But uh, talk to us a little bit about how things are going with you, bud. Man, I know you guys are working hard. I, I get a chance to catch up with your dad via social media, but, uh, I want to hear about you, man. What have you been up to and uh, how's your season
6: going at this point? Um, I, you know, I just, I just been trying to ball, uh, you know, I didn't get a season last year. Um, kind of missed out on what I felt like was, was a great opportunity to make a run at state last year, uh, with the team we had. So, um, this year, uh, same goal. I think we actually just clinched playoffs, so um, yeah, I've just been trying to do whatever I can to uh, help us you know, get that same feeling that we had um, last year.
7: Hanging out with the big man as we are virtually over on the campus of Rondo High School with the one and only Reed Gears, committed to the Clemson Tigers. He'll be there soon enough, but he's working on a state championship Right now, big win, uh, was it just a couple days ago, uh, as you guys knocked down uh, Goose Creek, what was it, 14-2 a couple days ago, man. I mean, you guys caught some fire, fire in the bats, but uh, only giving up two runs uh, in all those innings, man. Uh, great job by your whole team.
6: Yeah, that's, that's something we, we try to pride ourselves on. Our pitching this year has, has been really good. Our bats have struggled at times, so that was, that was good to see, you know, let's put 14 runs up pretty early.
7: And as a pitcher, man, I know you guys, uh, and you brag on that, uh, that, that five-star pitching staff, and I agree with you, man. I think the pitching has been probably uh, the backbone of what you guys have done over there at Wando. And again, some of the errors I know that have kind of come back and, and, and haunted you during the first part of the season before uh, spring break, but it seems like something's clicked during spring break, and, and you guys have come back a little bit more uh, focused around the bases, not just on, on the mound, but some of that backup help and the airs have uh, kind of fallen off a little bit would that be accurate
6: uh, I I'd, I'd say that's pretty accurate we you know we put in a lot of work at, at practice um you know especially you know taking ground balls and and fly balls and stuff like that and just different situational stuff and I I think it's really helped
7: Yeah, no doubt. You know what also helps, by the way, is throwing 90 to 93, and we appreciate your dad keeping us in the loop uh, with that a couple of nights ago, man. I mean, uh, we've watched you, uh, and Eugene, of course, has watched you a little closer, but uh, I've had the opportunity the last couple of years of watching you and, uh, you know, another member of your family do big things. You guys are big kids doing great things, and you've got that upper body strength, but you really, I, I feel like you guys have really supersized that lower body to do what you're able to do with hitting that 93 uh you know 94 mile an hour fastball but then you have that off speed pitch man that's basically like putting brakes on a uh, on a car.
6: Yes sir. That was a, that was a big focus of the uh off season last last year you know I didn't I I could just you know I wasn't throwing you know near as, I mean I was still throwing hard but you know I was probably like 88 to 90 you know maybe get up to 91 92 but you know, now to sit in the low 90s, um, you know that that you'd think that that would be better than it was last year. But um, last year, I honestly didn't have to rely on a bunch of off-speed stuff. Uh, this year, it's it's been more of, you know, I've needed some, my off-speed stuff at times because you know hitters keep fouling it off, or, or you know sometimes they'll put a good swing on it. You know, they'll get their front foot down. Uh, early. Um and the, the big focus of the off season for for me was just trying to, you know, learn how to effectively control my slider and change up. And I, I think I've done a pretty good job of that so far this season.
7: Yeah, I think you yeah, no doubt. And I think Monty would agree with you. As a matter of fact I'm sure if Monty could come down right now and pick you up carry you up the Tigers down, uh he'd do that because I know they could use some pitching right now if they struggle a little bit uh, with what they have now, how much conversation? I know this is uh, again being back in the field, doing the things. Uh, how much have you had contact with uh, the Tigers and, and Jen? Them making sure, reassuring them that you're fully committed, ready to rock and roll.
6: Um, well, you know, obviously the the you know the whole college application process still you know you still have to do that. Uh, so. Um, that was pretty much my my assurance. We since they have their season, it, it, we don't really communicate as much as like over the summer or in the fall, even. But um, you know, I, I've talked to uh, some of those coaches a, a, a few times, and I know they're they're still keeping up with me and what I'm doing. So, uh, you know, it's it's not as much contact as you'd think, but uh, right. you know, I I still want to you know I want to be there. And I know they want me there. So, Yeah, no
7: doubt, man. And all they got to do is subscribe to the Post and Courier or any other local baseball uh, affiliate around the Southeast because you're right there, if not the front page, the second page. But you're there at the front of the magazine across the board. Now, you, you mentioned an off-season. i got to be honest with you, man. I grew up in an era where we literally had an off-season. You kids, no off-season for you guys. I mean, you play for the Canes. My God, you have a tour bus crying out loud to go around the country and whip up on everybody that you guys went through, man. What a what a season it was, uh, and we'll talk more Wando in a minute, but I felt like your action over the summer with the Canes really prepared you for what we're seeing out of you right now, man. Can you talk about the the playing with so many great athletes, getting you to kind of pull your game up, man, because you want to belong, but you have to earn it every night. What's it like to be a part of such a, a huge bullpen that you were and of course the other teammates that you got a chance to play with last summer.
6: Yeah I mean that was that was a a great experience Uh, I've always been uh, like like I said you know last last spring it was mostly you know I just relied on my fastball because I can blow it right by somebody or you know they wouldn't adjust throughout the whole game or something like that well over the summer when you're playing you know for an a great team like, you know, that I was playing with, Um, you're going to play great competition too. And, uh, you know, I had, I had some, you know, some struggles here and there over the summer. Um, But that's what really made me realize that I, you know, I need to develop or my slider has always been good. It's always moved. I just, I could never really throw it for a strike when I wanted to. So that was, you know, that helped me, Playing that good of competition and realizing that I can't beat everybody with my fastball uh, made me, you know, realize that, you know, I need I need to work on my secondary pitches. Um, and you know, some of the guys that I played with, uh, you know, over over the summer, you know, those guys are dudes. Uh, I I had some 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 pretty good catchers. Um, and uh, you know, they they and they can hit too like you know it it's it's comforting as a pitcher when you can you know go out there and and, and do your best to uh limit a, you know the runs for the other team and do what you got to do and then your team's putting up you know crooked numbers in every inning uh it's 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 a good feeling and uh, uh it was definitely a great experience this summer
0: no doubt having a great
7: experience here tonight on Southern Sports Central. Reed Garris, he is a Wondo Warrior today. Here in a few days, or and not long, he'll be, of course, a Clemson Tiger, and he has spent uh, a summer with a five-star program out of the Canes, winning big things, doing it big, and, again, having so many, uh, I would say, uh, five-star athletes around you, right? I mean, you guys uh, all committed somewhere at a Power Five, if not Power Five, a strong smaller school that puts in athletes at the next level. Uh, How big was it when you committed to Clemson that you all of a sudden realized that, you know what, now you are recruiting yourself? Uh, Have you been able to reach out? and, and, And tell me a little bit of what it was like to take the pressure off of you committing to Clemson and now turning into being a recruiter rather than being recruited.
4: Um
6: yeah like you said it took it took some of the pressure off my shoulders um but you know I, I know some people you know when when they get you know their their goal um you know they they think they don't they don't have to you know work as hard or or you know stuff like that uh this honestly you know committing to Clemson probably actually it, it made me work harder than i probably did way before you know I committed, so, um, it it was mainly, uh, just like a, you know, it, like, flipped the switch and made me, you know, like, hey, I need to, like, you know, sometimes I'd, uh, I'd be like, oh, you know, my body hurts or something, you know, maybe I shouldn't work out today. Well, now it's like, no, you know, I, I mean, my, my schedule for the week, you know, it all... It also made me start planning things out a lot better. You know, like, I have a plan for pretty much everything now. I mean, I have papers all over my wall that's like, do this on a certain day. Um, so, like, for example, you know, I, I throw on Mondays in high school. So then I'll, you know, I'll work out on Tuesday. Um, then we have a game Wednesday. Uh, and then I'll work out on Thursday. Um, Friday, I'm usually behind the plate. Um and then uh you know saturday is a workout day uh sunday is just a strict recovery day uh you know hot tub cold tub uh just anything that i need to get my body ready to pitch on monday so it's it's kind of just put me in more of a routine mode if that makes sense um and i try to keep a good routine
7: And with a man already committed to the Clemson Tigers, of course, he will be there soon enough. But right now, Reed Gears trying to win a state championship at Wando. Now, I'm looking at your schedule here, and I hope it's accurate, buddy, because of the weird season that this is. But, hey, we got the season, so we're happy with that. But 12-6 uh, and 6 overall, 9-3, and 3, as you mentioned, second right now uh, in, the course, uh, Region 7, where you guys, of course, uh, are getting ready to play a region foe out of, again, I believe, uh, I believe it is Goose Creek that you guys will uh, finish up the series here on Friday night and then left on the schedule, if this is accurate, West Ashley and Somerville. Is that right?
6: Yes, sir. That's correct.
7: Now, again, I know the eyes on Somerville, even though you guys are in Region 7, they're in Region 8, but you've seen what they do. You know the catcher over there that you'll be actually uh, going to the rival school as uh, as that young man uh that's got to be pretty fun too, right? Uh, if I'm not mistaken, were you guys on the same Canes team doing big things? Uh how kind of talk to us a little bit about uh your relationship with some of the big ballers around our state or around the low country actually?
6: Um so uh, Cole and I are, are I I'd say we're we're pretty good buddies. Um you know, he he goes, you know, obviously to Somerville and and, and Wando and that's always been, you know, a huge rivalry and um uh he's good i mean he's i he, i i don't really want to ever throw him a fastball if i do face him because uh i know he can turn it around and probably hit it you know 500 feet so um i have uh nothing but praise to say about him and then also uh another guy who i'm i'm, I'm pretty good friends with is uh Josh Davis from Stratford uh he's he's going to Clemson as well um, we actually just played them last week, and you know he he's he's got some of the best off speed stuff I think I've ever seen uh He threw me a change up when I was hitting against him, and I don't know how I hit it, but I just kind of blooped it over the shortstop's head and kind of you know smiled at him but um the that will go back to the the wando Somerville rivalry uh that Honestly, it is probably going to be the hardest we'll play all year because we know we, we didn't get that series last year. Um, and, you know, that's something we were really looking forward to. And, and Somerville's got a great team over there. Um, so, you know, we we want to, you know, win that series. And, and you know, for the Wando versus Somerville rivalry, uh, you know, take two of three at least, if not sweep so that way we can say you know hey we won the rivalry but um right. playing in that rivalry freshman and sophomore year you don't you don't realize how much it uh how much it means to to the program as much as you know when you don't have that rivalry like last season so right
7: and the community, the trend. I mean, that's the thing, too. You know, baseball, it's interesting because in football, yeah, it, there, there's a conversation there. But baseball, it seems like Wando's always had some, some ballers. I grew up, up in Myrtle Beach, and Soccer, they always played Wando. I don't know how we ended up playing a, a little series with Wando, but every year for from my eighth grade to my senior year, we always had Wando on the schedule at the old field, by the way, uh, where you guys, uh, you know, probably look back now going, man, it wasn't anywhere what it is now, but – uh it's always been a, a big baller program over there, at Wando, and for, of course, Somerville, right, another great program here in the low country. But for me, I look at it in the other aspect is, man, what a great way to end the season, a regular season, right, and then start the playoffs. I mean, and you're already talking like a college athlete because you're talking about what? Winning the series, right? And if you look at it, that's what every college coach will tell you. We would like to win all three, but if we take two out of three, it's a win-win situation.
6: Yeah, I agree 100% right there. You know, it's it's nice to get a sweep, but, you know, when when you take – if you take two or three, you know, you still win the series. Um, and, you know, sometimes, you know, it's baseball. Anything can happen on any given day. So, you know, one day you could uh, – I'll use this as a perfect example. This is probably our turning around point in the season. We came out the first game against West Ashley, our first regular season game. I think we, we run, run rolled on 13 to three, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. Well, I got to look at that. Yeah. 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 13 to yeah, three. Yeah. 13 to three. Yep. And then came out the next game and had nine errors, um, lost 12, nothing. And, you know, uh, that pretty much shifted all the momentum of the series, um, you know, their way. And we ended up, you know, losing the series, uh, in a 7 to 4 game 3 loss. So, uh that's when, you know, we kind of realized, you know, we're going to have to adjust and and do things differently and, you know, work harder um at practice and stuff and and just, you know, just do things to win, just do the little things right to win. So,
7: And you're doing those uh, as we're, of course, hanging out right now with a big man on campus as we're over at Wando High School. The bus pulled up over there. And the number – it's the largest high school in the state of South Carolina. And this is one of the largest athletes in the state as well as Reed Gears hangs out with us here tonight. It is baseball, 8 o'clock hour here. Glad to have him with us. Man, and a seven-game winning streak. I mean, again, I went back and looked at it and – talking to other beat writers around, David Shelton and I talk a good bit, and, and I asked that question. They've got some ballers over there, you, of course, and your brother, and, uh, you know, there's so many guys that have come out of this program in the past, and, and there will always be that conversation, and he said, Ricky, i got to be honest with you, I think they beat themselves, and I think that's what happened in your opening series, where you guys, like you said, you, you, you skunked them in the first game, and then you lost the second game, and you carried the heavy hearts to the third game, right, is where you dropped it, but, Again, I look at the, the Berkeley game, and I said, okay, well, something's not clicking. But then over the spring break, somebody said something. Something happened because, like I said, since spring break, you guys are on a seven-game winning streak looking for eight tomorrow night.
6: Yes, sir. That is correct. Um,
7: so let me ask you, I'll when s- you come down to to the college part of it, though, you're getting everything in motion. You're working on that off speed. And I'm going to tell you something. In college, man, everybody can hit a fastball. You blow it by him, you might get lucky once or twice. But if you can find a spot, and your dad will tell you this guy. His name is Greg Maddox. He was one of the best in the business at flying a kite that looked like a baseball and hitting corners and making a living. Right? That's what I did in my days in Columbia is I might have thrown in the 90s, but I lived in about 64-mile-an-hour zone because the ball moved a lot how much does your ball move because you have so much speed when you take it off, how much does it move for
6: you? Well, so that's, that's another thing uh, too, is, you know, my slider is, is I throw it, you know, same arm speed, same, you know, arm, you know, I try to tunnel it with my fastball. The only problem is sometimes if I throw it down the middle, it'll move and, it won't be a strike, and it won't be, you know, as appealing to the hitter, so he won't chase it. So I've tried to work on figuring out, you know, how to, because, you know, it, I I feel like it moves a, a pretty good amount, and it's it's pretty pretty quick. Um, so I I tried to find that, you know, spot just to look at, you know, maybe it's the batter's front hip or or you know his helmet or something. Uh. To try and make it be a strike, so so it'll you know look like it's coming right at him, and then break into the zone for a strike. Uh, yeah, I love it, and,
9: never.
6: and the changeup the, the changeup's always been there. I just never I never really throw it. Um, I can throw it for strikes. Sometimes the only problem is I just have to learn to if I'm going to miss with the changeup, I have to miss down, not up.
7: Hmm. Yeah, because you become a highlight reel and famous real quick, brother. And tweet, Twitter world is lighting up from a guy that's committed to Clemson. Trust me, uh, man. It's uh, all about hitting it hard and doing it big, man. Uh, and again, I got to give uh, the big captain Brian over there credit. If this is right, a point for uh, what are you about? In
0: 452
7: right now. Is that accurate? Uh,
6: I was 0 for 2 last night, but I mean, I did hit the ball pretty hard last night. Just just right at some people. I also got hit by a pitch and walked. So I think it's. I think it – hang on, I think I might have it right here. Uh, it is 424 right now.
7: Nice. 424, man, and you're swinging it about 90 to 95. You're you're moving it around. You're, of course, uh, pitching, you're catching, you're doing a little bit of everything, man. Now, when you go to Clemson, do they have a – have you decided yet, or is Coach Lee going to let you kind of go back and forth? Usually that doesn't happen in college. Usually you got to kind of pick a spot, and that's your home have you decided yet, or uh, pitching, catching, what are you going to do when you get to that next step?
6: Uh, I'm going to pitch. I'm going to pitch.
7: Yeah, they're going to definitely look forward to having your big frame up there. Now, how tall are you for those? I, I know your numbers, and I know, of course, uh, some of your stats here, brother, but give me your height, your weight, and uh, yeah, tell me your strongest point in the weight room, man. What is what is something you, stri- you strive uh, pretty heavy in the weight room?
6: Uh, I, I would say – Oh I I'll give you height and weight first uh I I stand at 62 um I, I hover between 185 and 190 it all depends on you know what I'm doing through the day so we'll, we'll go with 190 mm. um and then in the weight room it it's you know it's all about the leg stuff so you know I, I I'll squat um I try not to to do too many you know squats during the season it's more you know barbell reverse lunges uh, or you know more explosive stuff, you know maybe like some uh, some skater jumps or uh, lateral lunges or, or or something like like that, and even you know band work uh, is is good. So yeah, I I'd, I'd definitely take I a lot it, of pride in having strong legs.
7: Uh, let me tell you something and uh, Coach lee Lee's gonna appreciate that. I played uh in, in Coach Monty Lee's uh final year here in the uh the summer league. Actually Mount Pleasant at Ripley Park. Uh we uh we were on the same team and, of course, uh you know, he was a senior at the College of Charleston. I was walking into South Carolina as a freshman, but uh you're getting one of the best coaches in the business, man. I know he's having some hard times right now, and that's part of life. You learn a lot about you and your team, but, you know, you'll come out and you'll be over there this time next year doing some big things. But before we get you off the phone, man, I got to ask you, man, it doesn't hurt to have a a little big brother in the house that pushes you and tries you every once in a while. I know he's going to be heading over to the Dell uh, when he's said and done, but uh, tell me the relationship between you and your, your little brother over there, Mr. Calder, as far as uh, the competition and how you guys work on each other to get better together.
6: Um, we're both really competitive, um, and, you know, with us being brothers, I'm sure that, you know, a lot of people can can think about, you know, sometimes, you know, tempers will flare up. Uh. It, but I mean, I, I think it's a positive because we both check each other um, and make sure you know we're 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 on the right track and doing what we need to be doing. Um, and also, you know, I, I'll push him you know to work you know harder on a certain thing, or or he'll push me to work harder on a certain thing. And uh, you know, we we try to give each other advice, and you know, I I, I it's it's a special thing to have a brother. Who you can, um, you know, do a lot of things with, and you know, uh, I, I I would trust, you know, any anything that he did, um, uh, and just you know, getting to compete with him is something not a lot of people get to do, um, and especially with him catching and me pitching, or you know, when he when he does pitch, if I'm catching him, you know. We both, you know, check each other, and uh, it's it's pretty cool. It's a cool feeling.
7: Well, I think it's pretty cool indeed, buddy. I'm glad we had a chance to get you in here tonight. And we're going to do this again as the season uh, continues. You guys go out and win a state championship. We'll have you on a bunch more times, of course. But uh, for all of us here at Southern Sports Central, man, I'm I'm a big fan of you and your brother, of course, your dad, and your whole family. Uh, you guys do a great job, uh, you know, just representing the state of South Carolina, balling out day in and day out, and I can't wait to watch what you do up there in Tigertown. Now, when you get there academically, have you already figured out what you're going to major in and, and, and what that next chapter of education
6: looks like? I have. I, I have. So uh, I want to do something in wildlife and fisheries, biology, um, as you know, my my dad's obviously a fishing charter captain, so I've taken a uh, an interest in in you know fisheries and and stuff like that. So. Right. A little interest in the family
7: business, man. Nothing wrong with that. Dad seems like he's having a good time, man. He's he's killing it on social media, man. Uh, I'm still waiting on that trip, by the way. I know he's listening, and uh, you know I can't be held accountable for Eugene's shenanigans, but uh, nevertheless, maybe we take Eugene out and. And, uh, you know, have a good time. Do what we got to do. And maybe all of us go out. That would be a lot of fun as, as well. Now, let me ask you this final thing. And we're going to start doing this with a lot of you young athletes. Give me give me something about you, man, that nobody else knows. Something neat and, and, and different. Has nothing to do with sports, man. Give me something.
6: Oh, let's think. I got to think. <laughs> Put me on the spot. Uh,
7: I got. Hey, man, this is under pressure, man. Look, base is loaded. You're coming out of the bullpen. It's the bottom of the ninth. Man, and if you walk this batter, brother, it's it's lights out, man. You got just one chance to to knock down the Gamecocks. What you going to throw me?
0: <laughs>
6: I would probably say that there's a lot of people who, who – I don't – actually, I don't think uh, – Yeah, not, He's a not a lot of people Reed. know He's that a I <laughs> <laughs> Oh, boy.
0: <laughs>
6: well, we'll, well, well I'm try to throw a change up, but –
0: uh, so we'll um, man,
6: uh, what's something that a lot of people don't know? About? Don't worry,
4: I'm pretty don't open. Worry.
6: You can throw it by him. He's not very good at the batting. Here's the thing, Oh, Ricky. God. Ricky, Ricky claims answering.
4: He,
3: he still posts the lowest ERA in South Carolina history. So there <laughs> you go. You get something to shoot for.
6: <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. I'm looking around my. My room, trying to see if there's anything that. Oh, uh, let's is see. there like a? Something what you got? A lot of people don't know is uh, I actually collect a lot of arm sleeves. So there you know, yeah, I'm just looking that's around. That's your thing. I count, I count at least twelve arm sleeves just you know hanging up or or, or laying on my desk. So. <laughs> Wait, are these things hey man, look out? man, I gotta like,
7: I gotta throw something at you every once in a while, a little off speed pitch, man. I'm not gonna serve you up a bunch of fastballs, man. Not for you to turn them <laughs> on and 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 do your thing. But I listen, we're gonna do it again. You tell your brother, don't go nowhere. We'll bring him in here maybe next week or so. Uh, go out there, start collecting some state championship rings, man. I hear it's a pretty popular thing. Uh, you know, this is it, man. This is your senior year, man. There's not a day that I don't rem- I, I don't think about the last time I walked on a baseball field in high school. And while I played in college, it was a lot of fun. It was a lot of memories. But it's a business, man. You're going to work. When you leave Wando High School, brother, you're going to work. Uh, they're giving you what they gave you, but you're going to earn it every day. When you're at Wando, man, it's, it's a different. The grass smells different, man. In high school sports, is just a whole different world. And you've heard that. You've already probably said that. But 20 years from now, you'll, you'll look back and you'll remember this conversation that you and I are having and many others that you've had and you'll remember the men that are on your team right now, man, I tell you what's a bond that will never go away. I talked to all my Gamecock buddies, but I'm real close to my high school buddies, man. Yes, sir. Well, enjoy the night. Tell your dad, I said hello. Tell your brother and the mother and everybody over there at the house, hello, man, and uh, – we're going to come watch you. We're going to come watch you. That's why we moved to uh, Thursday night. So we'll find a Wednesday where we can slide through and uh, sit back and look at the gun and make sure you're popping 95-96 for us, man. We appreciate you, man.
6: Oh, boy, that's some high expectations.
7: Hey, man, look, but man, you're I, going to play ball in Clemson, South Carolina, brother. That's Power 5 ACC, Monty Lee, buddy. If you can't do it, nobody yes, can. I got you.
1: <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs>
7: hey,
6: all have bro, a good night, buddy. All appreciate all you, time. my friend. Y'all have a good night. Yes, you too. All
7: right, guys, there he goes, Reed Garrison with the fastball to finish it up here tonight. Clipson, commit. He is he going last 21. He'll graduate from Wando here uh, in in a few months, hopefully with a state championship ring. He's got uh, one more game against Goose Creek. Then they'll see West Ashley and, old boy, the three-game series against Somersville. And uh, I say that because uh, I, I know everybody's got their eye on that team up at Somerville because they continue to do big things, and that's what you want. You want to play the best. And i got to tell you, Wando's seven-game winning streak has shown me something about this team, and that is a lot of different character that they have within their lineup. And they're able to do it, Eugene, in, in a lot of style points uh, when it comes down to it. So I know we got to hit a break because we will now go after this. And, Eugene, I'm going to let you control the music board, my friend, because uh, it is still – uh, heavy with the ladies here tonight, as Eugene had the young lady from Oceanside, and now after this, we're going to check in with, uh, this is fun, because uh, this young lady, I met her actually uh, a few weeks ago, and her father, of course, and uh, Miss Priscilla is going to be coming in here, Mrs. Uh, Mulof will uh, talk to us about rugby. She is a Wando Warrior rugby athlete, but she does attend Porter Gout, she's a freshman, and I got to say she's uh she's quick, she's a pistol man and she's got a few solid stories about high school rugby. I know nothing by the way about this sport, but you and I will learn it all right after this, guys. Don't go anywhere. Southern Sports Central rolls on after this break.
2: reports on sports of all sorts, let's join Richie Altman and Eugene Benton on Southern Sports Central.
7: Welcome, everybody. It is now time with all interest and excitement to bring in this young lady, Ms. Priscilla Bailoff, who is a Wando rugby warrior. She also uh, does it big over there, of course, at Porter Gowd, one of the prestige high schools here in the low country and around the great state. Miss Priscilla, what's happening on this beautiful Thursday night? Well, we got to bring you in. Here we go. Let's see if you got it. Can you hear us?
8: I said hi. Thank you for having me.
7: Always a pleasure. Hey, we've been talking about this. I, I, I chimed in with your dad a little earlier today, and I, I know Eugene's been excited because he's actually been over to watch this rugby uh, shenanigans, if you will, and said, Rich, you got to come over here, man. This stuff is intense. And uh, I said, well, you will not believe it. I actually met a rugby uh, athlete just today. This was last week when I actually had a chance to meet you. But uh, first of all, I want to thank you and your family for uh uh, joining us here tonight, and the mom and dad are letting you join us here tonight. Of course, all your coaches. Yeah, of
0: course. And uh,
7: now you get get a chance to tell us a little bit. Now, I think this past weekend you went to Greenville, right?
8: Uh, We went up to Clemson.
7: Clemson, yeah. Okay. So you went yes, to sir. Clemson. Uh, h- how was that, and, and how, did you, how did you girls and uh, the rest of the team turn out?
8: We won our first game, actually. It was really good, and we we're exhibiting a lot of good skills. Our second game we lost, but it was against the same team that we lost really bad to the previous week. So we did perform much better in the second game, even though we lost.
7: I got you. Now, Priscilla, do me a favor. Pronounce your last name. I want to make sure I get it right. It's very important yeah, to me, and I know, and I know you it's you very important me. to mom it's, and dad.
5: It's Malouf.
7: Malouf. All right, so there you yes, go. Sir. So I'm going to write it down Easy. So, Ms. Miles Luth is here with us tonight. Ms. Priscilla, of course, uh, doing big things on a field, uh, doing it with rugby. Uh, so, so, talk to me Ludovet. how did you get into rugby? I know the story, but our listeners don't. Uh, you know, rugby, not a big sport around here, but until lately it yeah. seems like it's kind of picked up some momentum. What got you involved in the sport?
8: My brother played rugby before me because we lived in England. So, he's always been into that sport. And then when we moved here, he wanted um, he wanted to try and find rugby, but it was hard. But he ended up finding a middle school team, which was kind of the feeder team that they created into Wando rugby. And I went to the this huge tournament that happens in March every year. It's called Rugby Fest. It happens in Matthews, North Carolina. And I saw girl players there, and I didn't know that there were girls that could play rugby. So I thought that was kind of interesting. Uh, I kind of postponed my liking or, I don't know, desire to play that sport because I didn't think it was ever something that I could do until like the next two years. And I started getting into the year after. And before I know it, I was at my first practice with my brother, the first middle school practice, and I ended up really liking it. So I guess I can thank my brother for showing me that. As much as I don't want to say it, I thank my brother.
7: Nay, and I'm gonna tell you something now. Her brother, her little big brother, six one, six foot, give or take some, eighth grader, by the way. Hopefully, we'll be talking some football with that kid. I tried coaches to get him on I don't the football think, field, I don't so if it works, thumbs
0: up. <laughs> you know, I,
7: and I had so much fun talking to you. You know, when I had that chance couple like last week, and and just to see your your excitement, your energy, and you know, earlier we had a, a soccer player on from uh, Oceanside, she's also uh, kicked a field goal, I believe, uh, last year. And, and when you come down to it, you know, there's nothing that you ladies can't do. Matter of fact, guys, you're gonna, you're probably taking my man card here, but a lot of times you girls do it better than we do in a lot of things, right? And, and here yeah. in rugby, one of those many things, uh, you know, I, I think you're a trendsetter. I think this is an opportunity, and I told you this the other day, this gives you a chance to, to help educate us but yet promote young athletes and these young females. Like my daughter, who's a sixth grader in middle school, looking for something to do different, this sport offers that, and it's a great team sport because it takes everybody to get the job done, right?
8: It is. It is. It's really the rugby community. If it's not the best sport community, it's one of the best communities, period. That's that's one thing I admire so much about this sport is is the people and the community that it makes. It's, the bond is unlike any other sport, and I love it so much that you really become, like, lifelong friends, you have so much fun, and regardless of it being this heavy contact sport, you still, people still have a lot of respect for each other, and it's just, it's so, it's so cool how you can have that.
7: I definitely agree. It's cool to have you on here tonight as we're hanging out with uh, a rugby star here in the great state of South Carolina here on the Low Country side. She attends Porter Gowd, but she plays over at Wando for the Rugby Warriors, and that is Ms. Priscilla Maluth. And, uh, again, having uh, the opportunity to educate us, entertain us here with some of the great sports of rugby. Now, uh, working out wise, I can only imagine this is one of those sports, more than any, kind of like wrestling. You lose use you a lot of lower body. But is there a little yes. balance there between the lower body and the upper body?
8: It's everything. It's upper body, lower body, core. I thought, I thought originally it was just like a little bit, little bit of arm strength and if you want to be a back, a lot of leg strength. But it's, you'll come to find out that it's everything. You can't just neglect one aspect or you will not, you will not do that well.
7: Now, when you look at the things that you've learned here in this season, Priscilla, as you girls are traveling around, because, again, there's not many teams. I know James Island uh, seems to be a team that you guys probably see more than than any others or maybe a lot more than you want. But when it comes down to it, the traveling part, do do you enjoy that? Do you feel like that gives you girls uh, a chance to to communicate, to bond uh, more than so teams that don't get a chance to travel and have to stay close to home here in Charleston?
0: Um,
8: no, because we don't travel together, but when we do go and like, for example, uh, when we stay for the night and we're all hanging out with each other in the hotel rooms, and like, and just creating, creating team bonding and stuff like that. I think that in that sense, get closer and it's just. But we don't, we don't really travel together on buses. We all have to go individually. And about the James Island thing, they only have a boys team, so we don't actually play James Island. That's you.
7: I don't even able to see James. So who who locally, other than Wanda, I mean, do you girls get a chance? Is there any other teams here in the Low Country, or do you girls have to find yourself in, in Charlotte, which I know that's been a conversation we had the other day, or like you girls were just in Clemson. I mean, uh, are there any local teams here in the area?
8: Uh, I believe the closest team is actually in Greenville, South Greenville. I don't think they're any mm. closer than that.
7: I love it. I think this is something that that really offers uh something that that is so unique so different and and when I was having this conversation uh with your father about you know, this whole sport, he was very passionate about it very. Uh, you know, detailed. And I thought to myself, this is definitely something. I'm going to get you back on, and if you want to get any of your teammates on, I'd love that opportunity, or maybe even your coach can call in and and promote the program. Because I think that this is something that, you know, while we see lacrosse has now become a big thing, and it's big upstate or up in the, the, of course, uh, uh, up in the northern area of the country, it's now finding its way down here. And I think rugby's right there with you. I think rugby is going to offer... Uh, a lot of opportunity as well now, when you look at all that you've learned what what's the biggest lesson you've learned overall at playing rugby
8: there's a lot i think the all encompassing one is probably that just to never to never give up because it gets really hard physically and mentally, and i think I think just concept of endurance not just as again not just physically but Mental endurance too in life, I never give up, and that's that's pretty much that's actually the takeaway we got at practice today too. After one of the worst conditionings I think I've ever had.
7: And hey, look, I'm gonna tell you what—that's uh, that's when the uh, the real ballers ball out. Whether you're on a rugby field, yeah. football field, basketball court, or all—I mean, I mean that's how it works here, Priscilla. Now, have you? Uh, is there any other sport that you're looking to kind of get into? Now you do this during the spring, but Hey, have you have you thought about putting on a few pads and popping a few of these guys across the way?
8: I hate football. I think it's kind of stupid, <laughs> so I would never play football.
7: Um, you can right. hear the passion. I love it. Um, I, and I got to say something. I mean, everybody says it's a collision sport, and it is, but rugby is like the ultimate collision sport. You girls, and I can't even say guys because the girls are doing it too, are literally charging at one another, and, and tackling each other, uh, no pads, just pull, pull it all out, right?
8: Yeah, it's organic. I love
7: it. So when you guys explain to me this, and this is one thing, and I think I was talking to you about this the other day. There's, is it called a pyramid? Because that's what it looks like. It looks like a big pyramid where everybody kind of goes all up at one time. Well, what is that? And give me some of the signature. Uh, I guess, wording, if you will, when it comes down to, to what rugby and it, and all of that uh,
8: goes along with it. Yes, sir. That's, that's called a scrum. It happens when some type of uh, – like it can happen when, like, a knock-on happens, any type of fault in the game, and it's usually by all eight forwards. The A team is divided into two sets of players. There are forwards and backs, and the forwards are the people who – do who do the scrum? So there's like first line of three, second line, the last person in the eighth position, and then there are two flankers on the sides of the second row, kind of. Mm-hmm. And that happens, yeah, that happens when there's a knock on. I think I really hope I'm not getting this wrong, but a knock on is when the ball goes forwards because in rugby you can't pass the ball forwards, or just any other mm. type of like minor penalty on the field. That's when it happens. It's called a scrum.
7: Gotcha there. we're learning today. We're getting better here on Southern Sports yep. Central. Thanks to of course yep. uh, Miss Priscilla Malufis. She is hanging out with us now. You you do play for Wando, but you attend Porta Gaud, one of the prestige uh, high schools around the area in the state of South Carolina. They've got a great reputation academically. Uh talk to me about that. I believe you're a freshman this year. Is that right? Your this is your freshman your freshman year? Yes, sir. So being the fact that you are a freshman and then you got to travel all the way across the Cooper River, all the way over to Wando, that's not just down the road, by the way, uh, you know, how much are, are, are those over at Puerto Gala? Is there a conversation or are, are some of your, your fellow students going, asking you questions like amazed like I was the other day when I was
8: talking to you? Yeah, they get – when they find out I play rugby, I think the majority of my grade knows by now. They There are some fun questions, and I like answering them, but they don't – nobody else at my school plays, and that's, that's, like, common. I didn't expect it because it's a team in Mount Pleasant, but we are really trying to right. – like, the whole team, we're trying to build rugby teams in the low country in general. We're trying to get it known as much as possible, and – it's it's a process, but i heard somewhere that rugby was the fastest-growing sport in America somewhere, and so that might be. I think it's just the, the uh, target is to, is to go to the youth, like to promote it to the youth more so they can start young and then have already right. some background knowledge before they hit high school so they can have time to succeed and flourish. But I'm kind of drifting off. I think you asked me, what was the main question first? No, you're fine. Yeah, we were just basically
7: – I was very interested in, in how much conversation because, you know, when I found out, of course, you know, Dad was telling me uh, and, I, of course, I uh, had the opportunity to talk to you about it because I thought it was very intriguing, you know, for the fact that, A, I didn't realize how, how it had started to really kind of move. And Eugene, of course, is uh, on the other side of the glass here, pushing a few of these buttons and doing some, uh, you know, things while we're off at, on the air over there on Southern Sports Central on Twitter. You know uh, – he went and watched what you girls were doing or some of the guys were doing or what have you a couple of weeks ago, and I thought to myself, this could be a sport that honestly gives opportunities that might, quite frankly, might not be for an athlete. Like earlier you said you're not a football fan. I get it. I understand it. Even though there's some similarities, that there is a huge difference in this sport, and I understand that. And I think this is just opening another opportunity for an athlete who's looking for something different, right? And this is 100% right. different. You know, at one point, I'm sure, you know, when baseball was invented and and, and American football, I say that because, uh, of course, in other places, you say football, they think soccer, right? And yeah. uh, I, I think you're going to see rugby doing the same thing. Now, I know this answer, but I'll ask you on the air. You're very good at this. Uh, I've heard great things about it, not only from you, but some others after I've investigated uh, this whole sport that's going to be taken over the low country. Are you looking to do this at the next level? Are you looking to probably uh, continue this after you graduate in three years?
0: Yes, sir. Yes.
7: It's in Charlotte to me, right? now. I think Charlotte was the place that has rugby. This is uh, going to be a pass for you because as much as it's not here in the low country, it's probably not on a lot of campuses. As an actual NCAA sport, could be a club sport. I know the Gamecocks have a, a club team that they used to. At least, uh, are, are you looking to go into uh, kind of looking around? I know. I think you mentioned two or three schools that you had found that they do have them on their campus.
8: They do. A lot of schools have started to develop rugby teams now, but like you like you said, I think they're almost all club teams. There are few that have them as a school sport. I I can't tell you exactly which ones, but for the majority of the part, rugby is a club sport um, in colleges too. There are is there any? Do you want to know about the colleges, or is there anything else?
7: Um, no, that's it. I mean, I knew Charlotte was one, and I knew there was a couple of others. I'm going to get you back on here in a couple of weeks, but I want to challenge you. As we'll uh, we'll wrap it up now. And I'd like you to do me a favor, and and between uh, you know, get dad to send me the information to to your coach. I'd like to get the coach in here, and then maybe you and a couple of your teammates can join us here. We'll give you girls uh, yes, seven thirty one night. Y'all can call in, and we'll have some fun because I'd like to get this thing moving, and I'd like to utilize the platform of Southern Sports Central, where we have a lot of ears and eyes, of course, uh, when it comes down to educating those around us here in uh, high school sports. So, uh, behalf of all of us, you, I know this is, I think your first interview, you did a great job.
8: Thank you. I was kind of nervous. I don't want to be quoted on something stupid. (laughs)
7: No, you're fine. Hey, you talk about what you love and it becomes second nature. Just like going up there and laying out those other ladies with a shoulder block or whatever it is. I'm not sure the lingo, but you're going to educate me because I'm going to keep you close to the show.
8: Yeah, I will. I'll tell you more of my rugby lingo next
7: time. (laughs) <laughs> hey, enjoy the night. Thank you so much for hanging out, and I can't believe you did a great job. I knew it. I told you the other night. I said, look, you got this. So uh, we'll get back in touch off the air, and I greatly appreciate you. Good luck the rest of the season.
8: Are you not going to ask me about the fun fact?
7: Oh, yes. Give me one fun fact. I got You got one minute. Give me a fun fact. Good job. Look at you.
8: <laughs> Both of my grandmas have the same name.
7: Both of your grandmas have the same name?
8: Yes. What's yes. that?
7: What's What's their name?
8: It's Arabic. It's Salwa. Ah, that's pretty. I like it. Yeah, look at
7: there. She's bringing the heat, Eugene. Calling me out. Ready to roll. She was nervous, and now she's <laughs> uh, she's a natural. We're still enjoying Thank the you. night. Great job. Real proud Thank of you. you so much I can't wait obviously. to catch back up. We'll do it here uh, real soon. I'll be uh, reaching out, but uh, we'll get you back in, and we'll let you be our rugby guru. You'll be calling in, checking in, and. uh, Drop us some information going forward. How about it?
8: Thank you so much. I would love – I really appreciate this, and I would love to tell my team and coach about it. Okay,
7: All right, let's get Priscilla that Twitter account up and running. I haven't forgotten that either, but we'll talk about that. Oh, yeah. we will work on it later. <laughs> All right. Well, well, All
8: right, have a Priscilla good
3: night.
7: Thank you so much. Here,
8: have a great night.
3: Well, All right, Eugene, right, uh, I'm going to bring you in, in as well,
7: buddy, because uh, she, did, she did a great job, man. This is a true – this is a freshman over at course at Porter Dow who plays for Wando rugby, man. I know we don't have a lot of time and you did a great job, uh, pulling this thing together and, and really running it this week is, uh, my voice was all but shot this week. And I didn't have the, I didn't have the COVID no doubt about that. I did. Cause I could taste about everything I was, I was eating and you could smell everything. So none of that was checking in for me, man. But man, I just, I couldn't breathe man because of the pollen and, and just so much and just, and, and doing what you did, man. But, uh, Two of the ladies tonight coming in, one from Oceanside, one from Portugal slash Wando. That's why we do what we do, man. We don't just love on the fellas, man. We let the ladies come in and
3: and drop some knowledge as well. Yeah, but all right. So the the, uh, Wando Rugby Field is over here in Park West by Cario, a little bit down the street. You know where Dog and Duck is in uh, Park West. Right. I want to set up something where she comes in and shows us some moves she can do the shoulder block on you. We'll film it live
9: nope.
3: and we can put it on Southern Sports Central. <laughs> I think that'll be a good that'll be a good way oh, to man, that'll okay. be a good way to show the listeners what she's talking
9: about. Yeah.
7: Yeah, that's
3: not going to happen.
7: That sounds like a great idea, but it's not
9: going to happen, man. I'll right, tell you, I what? Bet you I, 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 I'll say
7: this and we'll wrap it up, man, but I bet you she doesn't get bullied at, at Porter Gowler. She would get bullied anywhere. This,
9: uh, she's a biocrat, man. But... She's
7: got a great personality. I'll tell you, her brother's six foot one. This kid can can play football at Porter Gowler. Why they're not already talking to this kid, I have no idea. But if they don't want him, I know Johnny Waters would take this kid, and I know, Peck. There's a couple of places that looking for some quarterbacks. This kid, he's a pretty big dude, and uh, I I think he's got a future if he wants it, man. But uh, this future, of course, uh, will redo on Monday night, 6 to 9. Uh, We cannot wait. Tomorrow morning, it is Brandon Biscoe, Bangin Sports Unlimited. Eugene, this is it, brother. Ten seconds, man. Appreciate you.
3: Oh, great job from Storm Johnson, from Shea Baldwin, from Reed Garrett, and, of course, Miss Mulat there. uh Ending the show tonight. It's been a fun show, Richie. Glad to have you back on. Glad you have you uh, feeling better. Ready to roll for next week. You
7: got it, guys. On behalf of all of us, to you. Follow us, Southern Sports Central at So Sports Central, Southern Sports Central on Facebook. Until next
0: time, stay safe. Have a good day. We'll see you soon. I in my
9: fridge, still I'm not feeling right. Been a hell of a ride, but I'm thinking it's time to go. Here we go. I'm gonna puke, cause my taxes are due Do my password begin with the one